Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and a step-by-step tutorial on how to make essential oil sunscreen. My name is Michael Basinger. <laughs> With me are Matt Polly. Hey there. Brad Polly. Hey. Together we are the Inglorious Pastors. You'll smell great, but spoiler alert, it, it won't work. It will burn. <laughs> yeah. If you're, you're literally frying yourself. <laughs> you can use you can use coconut oil for uh, sunscreen. Yeah. yeah, you also use coconut to oil to cook in too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But we should we should do it. Sunscreen. Yeah, you do that. Yeah. Be a friggin' red lobster. Um, announcements we don't have any, so move along. Let's oh, go. Really? Yeah. You, is there something you wanted to no, announce? No, not really. Brad is here. Announcement. Brad, how are you feeling today? <laughs> That's great. I feel pretty good, buddy. <laughs> it's been a while since we fell asleep in the something. hammock this morning. It was Ooh. like 60 degrees out, breezy. Dude, oh, it was man. perfect. Hey, I was all wrapped up in a blanket. What did you say? Hey, Romano. <laughs> hey, Romano. Well, I'm glad you're. you're I do. I feel good. I had a good day off. Me. Other than I went to took the kids to the pool. That was all right. Other than taking the kids. To the pool. I was gonna say other than my allergies uh, uh, killing me all day. Yeah. Fuck you, tree pollen. Yeah, <laughs> tree pollen can go straight to yeah, hell. Seriously. Hell in a handbasket. All right, here we go. Hey, 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 hey! What are you drinking? Hey, hey. Felt like it went well with this. It didn't. We're gonna get through this. We're gonna need some fluid. So hey, hey, what are you drinking now? Meow. <laughs> what are you drinking? Meow. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, you're a little quiet. Turn your, turn your. Okay, we got. Uh, not try it. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. All better? right, here we go. Who is called? Really. Brad's Why does really it call on your phones? Why does it call on your I computer? don't know. You've got a setting that I needs freaking to hate it. Brad has a setting, and it is God. turned on. Brad's setting is on. Remind <sighs> me, and I'll fix it later. God. All right. Uh, from Oscar Blues Brewery. Ooh, we, I think we've had Oscar Blues we before. Have, yeah, in, Col- sure we in Colorado, we've had everything at this point. Um, yeah, what haven't we had I, yeah, at this I know. point? Yeah. This is the Fugly. Uh, it's Yuzu and Ugly Fruit IPA. What does Fugly mean again? Asking for a friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that, <laughs> is that what you're doing? Yeah. yeah, it's really good, actually. It's got a a, a boar on there in, in the corner. Yeah, There's it does a have a boar. Yeah. There's Not sure a... where the boar fits into this, but it's fugly. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, oh yeah, boars are pretty fugly. They are. <laughs> pack it in, pack it out. Now that we've established that boars are fugly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's good beer. It's good. Yeah, I, I like it. it we have one from Tracy that it's like eleven percent imperial stout. I just stout. can't. I can't do it tonight. No, man. It's yeah. It's probably <laughs> too much for tonight. Yeah, fugly. That's pretty good. <laughs> can't do it. I could drink that. Can't do it. <laughs> can't do it. Right. Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> Laurel. <laughs> um, it still makes me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This round is on the, the Pastor's Pub. Thanks, guys. Um, if you'd like to buy us around, go to patreon.com slash Pastor's Podcast. We offer exclusive episodes of Pastor's Community Church, Pub Crawl, Turd Talk, Hymns of Reconstruction, Special Music, The Airing of Dick Pounder's Grief. <laughs> uh, at any level... <laughs> You Wait, we have another spinoff of the spinoff, <laughs> though. Yeah, but it's not out yet. So it's it, not it's out coming. yet. Are we going to announce it? Yeah, there's a, there's new a sp- PCC coming in hot sometime this week. New PCC. We've got another spinoff in response to the airing of Dick Pounder's grief. It's called 
here's the thing, Dick. <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 an mother of God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, at any level, uh, if you support us on patreon.com slash podcast, um, you can get access to the Pastors Pub. It's a closed mm. Facebook group where we talk about life, spirituality, and just about everything else. My retort on the uh, my first here's the thing, Dick, episode. This is just going to be this. I would like to dedicate this first lick to your mother. Fucker. <laughs> That's going to be my entire answer. <laughs> yes. uh, things discussed in the pub this week. Uh, Joshua Casey's Pastor's Gram. Oh, God. So, yeah. <laughs> it's the Enneagram, but based on the three of us. Boy, man, did that ever get. <laughs> yeah. That was really, really yep. something there, wasn't it? Let, 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 I'm going to read his descriptions. If you find yourself waffling between rage quitting things and trolling people with annoying sounds, uh, you are, but actually can have a poignant thought. Uh, to say every once in a while, he might be a Brad Polly. If uh, do you enjoy shitty music and stepping right over that golden line? <laughs> Keep in mind, guys, it was my golden line, but whatever. Uh, but are the creative, stable genius of your friend's ventures? Mm. You might be a Michael Basinger. And then lastly, uh, or Michael, if, Michael, Michael. <laughs> Or is there an equal chance you'll either murder or reveal your genitalia to a friend, but also have a caring heart everyone relies on, even uh, occasional wisdom to offer? You might be a Matt Polly. So there are a lot of Matts in the pub. Her, her, her. Um, I haven't revealed my genitalia in months. Her. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like the anger got on the wrong one though. I, feel I like just. <laughs> I really don't get it, man. Nobody sees the anger of they Matt except for us. Except for us. Matt just hides it away. It's unbelievable. And then it really just, is. He's raging. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Excuse yeah. you. Uh, yep. Excuse me. Mother. Son of a. God. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, also, um, uh, hashtag team Michael prevails. Just want to point that out. I don't know if we got that in there. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes me, so it's yeah. fine. Well, you were like, I quit. I'm like, all right, cool. I didn't quit. I was just like, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. <laughs> uh, beard maintenance. Yeah. Talked about beard maintenance. Yeah. I, I conditioned mine today. You did? Yeah, yeah. I did mine too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just shampooed mine today. It looks it. Yeah. I got my trim too. <laughs> yeah, you did. Well, you lost, you like Samson. You lost all your power. Whenever you trimmed your beard. I have to trim it occasionally. Says who? Me. Why? Why not? Who? Why? And you did take quite a bit off of that. Yeah, you did. It'll grow back. Will it? Yes. (laughs) Will it grow back, Matt? We've got bush! We've got bush! It'll come back grayer. Yeah, it probably will. That is probably true, actually. Old gray beard, Matt... Matt the gray. If I, <coughs> excuse me, if I take it down a little bit lower, it helps. It extends the time I have to go between haircuts. So a little bit lower. <laughs> take it down a little <laughs> bit lower. That's, that's not what I meant. So, so great, great clips trims your beard. Yeah. Do they trim your beard? No. Okay. It's easy. It's a lot easier to have them I do take it care than for own. me to take care of. Mine's way too thick to. Try and get through with my Is clippers. That a thin beard joke and sl- no, slam on me. Or no, what? I'm just saying it's it might it takes me forever <laughs> no, to get through. Mine, mine is far superior. I uh, <laughs> I can't take the fucking time to do my own. Uh, 
Jesus. Yeah. What, no, nothing it, cancel? You don't have the time to... It takes me forever to get through my beer with my clippers. They're not very big clippers, and so it takes forever to get it through it. It takes dozens of minutes. As opposed to sitting in a chair and let somebody do it for me like once every six or eight weeks. We should go get Manny Petties. You want to get Manny Petties? I don't have any fingernails. Dude, I, yeah, oh, yeah you don't. I don't either. What about toenails? How are your, to- my, your no. toenails? Dude, mine are a horror no, show. The, the, I wouldn't subject no. anyone to that. The little Korean ladies would scream yeah. at the store. Oh, no. I want to go get a nope. petty sometime. I don't really care about the Manny so much as the petty. I just want somebody to, to rub my feet and take all the dead skin off of it. Oh, Jesus. Not, not that I have a bu- excess hey, dead. Where's the meat? Not that I have excess dead skin on my feet. I'm just saying, like, you know how I that, think that's exactly what you just said. No, I just because. <laughs> but you know what I mean—the little egg that they got that they shave the bottoms of your feet with. No, no, right. I've never gotten one, Michael. So I don't have any idea what you're talking Let's about. Let's go get petties, guys. <laughs> Let's not. Let's get. Beth, will you go get a petty with me? Sure. Beth is on board. <laughs> Well, her toenails don't look like rotted dead carcasses like mine well, do. That's, whose fault is that? <laughs> the fungus that's on them. Uh, well. Ooh, <laughs> God. I've got something for everything. That's I'm prepared oh, for every eventuality. Yeah, let's, not, let's not play the multiverse game. And which multiverse are we going to be in where Matt uses the, the next song he plays? What is well, we it? do live in a multiverse, apparently, because everybody thinks that I'm the angry one and yeah. Matt isn't. <laughs> yeah, so. What fucked up multiverse are we in? Is Jude in here? Uh, he went upstairs. Right. Jude's upstairs. Yeah. 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 Guys, I don't know how to tell you this. Matt's the angry one. It's not Brad, I swear. Yes. According to the podcast, I think you're the angriest. I'm probably the second angriest. And I like got, how I had like we got the, the fucking Zen master. Exactly, over here. right. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking Tick Not Han over here. Yeah. yeah he's it's like Jesus. Freaking He gets three beers in him and turns into a Zen master and everybody's yeah. like, He's so wise. Yep. Oh, why is Matt? I'm glad to see the last two weeks are going to continue to this week. <laughs> yep. That's fantastic. Um, a lot of Dick Pounder talk in the pub this week. Lots. Yep. People people are talking about Dick Pounder. It's the thing that they talk about. Yep. So more Dick to come. Well, he's got a response coming from Richard Hitswater. So yeah. Esquire. Um, the Supreme Court ruling on the baker who hates gays. There's some chatter about that. Yeah. In the pub. Whatever. I actually I, read an article where it was like, yeah, they kind of won the battle and lost the war. Yeah. Like, if you read the ruling, it did, like, yeah, it didn't really. It yeah. basically had to do with the commission, whatever commission yeah. penalized them or whatever it was. So, yeah, I don't know. Just make you it. have every right to not bake a cake, but don't you have every right to be a subject to backlash too? Yeah. I so, would, if you're gonna make a cake, like for. I guess I just don't understand how anybody can have such fucked up theology that they think when I die, I'm going to get to the, the gate and St. Peter's going to say, good job not making that cake, man. Yeah. You just, that was so great. Not making that cake yeah. for someone. Well, the what? fun parts, the fun parts can be where a gay baker doesn't make one for a Christian out of response. And what's then, what I'm saying? Like, that's it, what open, it, it opens, opens up it for does. everything. It does. Like, yep. They won a battle, but they lost the war. So, yeah. cause literally anybody can turn anybody away at this point. So, yeah. Yep. That, right. that also. Congratulations on your short lived battle. That's what the church is good at winning. They're really battles. good at uh, yep. short sightedness for sure. Yep. Also in the pub. Um, this is my last little snippet here. Uh, Matt is apparently doing a picture a day challenge. So <laughs> what? that's the thing. Picture a day for Matt. It's a thing. Every day. <laughs> pub selfie queen. <laughs> no, I. Yeah. Like once. Uh, your haircut? We got the haircut I pick. I fucking deleted because you guys are assholes. Uh, the dog pick? Lenny pick? 
nasty feet pick, the rain pick. Rain. <laughs> yeah, there's a uh, the, the 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 sonar coming over your your head. Sonar. Well, the, the sonar. Whatever the, the thing hell was. You, what? the, the 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 weather pick <laughs> of the rain. Not sonar. The fucking rainbow. Sonar. No. Over what my son. It? No. I have no. You know idea. what I'm talking about? No. With the from the weather map app. Go ahead, keep talking. This is what I hear when you talk anymore. All right. What I'm saying is, you post a lot of pics in the, in the thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I not free to like talk to people in the pub no, now? You can, or? Talk in the, you can talk in the pub all you want. I'm just making an observation that as I was doing the prep work for Disgust in the Pub this week, there were like 18 pictures from you. Are we going to do this every fucking week now? Is this like, is this our thing now? I'm not posting fucking anything the rest of the week. Fuck you guys. Thank God for that. Hey, uh, um, we're going to do a fat pastor. Do you want to text Lenny or whatever? No, I want you to eat my ass. What I want you to do. I'm not eating your ass for fat bastards. Mm-hmm. I am not doing fat pastors this week. Okay. So. Really? Yeah. Well, then we'll save it for next week. No, Lenny's no, coming. I won't do it next week either. He's... I'm on hole thirty, so God damn it. Just do it without me. It's fine. <sighs> Lenny's Lenny will be here. We've got a mic set up for Lenny. Well, you're gonna have to pause so I can call him. All right. Well, I'll <laughs> play the music. Him? God. Here, I'll text him. Matt's still mad about the selfie. So I can take a selfie right now. Bojangles here, what's up with that name? People think I'm funny, people think I'm strange. Rolling on up in a passive pub. So we're recording now. <laughs> Lenny, how's it going? Oh, uh, hold on, wait. On. I gotta get your mic on. This is why we have That's to. That's helpful. Yeah. Can you ha- talk now? Hello. Yeah. Hey, Lenny. <laughs> oh, we didn't give you headset. He I'm doesn't sorry. need it. He's fine. He can hear us. That's all right. Lenny has entered the the studio here. <laughs> He's entered Thunderdome. Matt is um, really struggling with a package right now. <laughs> I don't you want me to get it? No. Jubes. Is that what those are called? Yeah. yeah. We're trying to get Matt to break on Mike. It's not <laughs> happening. Jubes. <laughs> jubes? Like, yes, they're called jubes, Michael. Like pubes? <laughs> no, no, but, I don't think it's like tastier, that at all, actually. But juicier? <laughs> wow. Good Lord. <laughs> I like that I get made fun of every week now, and he uh, says shit like that and gets away with it. Don't, don't cuss in front of your son. Whatever. He has tender virgin ears. I'm sure. I, I want to open this, but I don't want to splatter it everywhere. You're welcome. <laughs> you didn't get scissors, dude. Like, just cut it with scissors. This is riveting radio. Okay, uh, so Brad's not partaking this week because Brad just got done with his sugar detox. Oh, yeah. On Whole30 out. Yes. Here, everybody take one of these. And I'm not about to reset. So. Yeah. Uh, and then take one of these. I was uh, I was okay, ready so to full on murder someone yesterday. I, day four yeah. of Whole Thirty is the worst. I was on day zero of Whole Thirty, and I was ready to murder the same person. <laughs> Ooh, flower candy kiss. 
What's that seal song? Kiss from a Kiss rose. From a there rose. it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great song. Don't don't even. No, it's not a great no, song. No, it is a great no, song. Yes, it is. I'm not doing this with you. Dude, that song rules. We'll do those last. All right. What are we doing first? Are those wet? Yeah. Yeah. Jubes. Okay, so you want to do... Let's do these... Uh, uh, let me have the box. You took the box. Myji? Oh, I took the box that you ha- was handed to me. Myji... Japanese uh, something. Well, hello panda. These are good. Made in the USA. Um, oh well, I, I this don't, says product of Japan. I know they're made. Well, I know. Anyway, these are they're cookies filled with vanilla cream. These ones are. These are probably gonna be the good ones. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's show how we rate these. Uh, not no, something. Not something. Not something not racist. Not something racist. Mount, <laughs> Mount Fuji's. Something personally. Are are something. Um, Mount Fuji's. Okay, I was gonna. What. Hiroshima, but no, whatever. my God, Michael, <laughs> no, no, like, I was Not, like nothing racist, but we'll do something horrifying and even worse. Nothing like a nuclear holocaust. Good for jokes. Lord. My God, kidding, Michael. Kidding. Are you? Yes. Gosh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, out of Mount, Speaking of, uh, out of Mount Fuji's. Are you going to try this? Hiroshima. No, we're not going to speak of Hiroshima. No, no, no. no we're not. <laughs> Uh, fine. <laughs> it's just a graham cracker with cream in it. Like <laughs> pretty uh, unremarkable it's an cracker with cream in it. I mean, how do you how do you rate those, Lenny? Three Fujis. Yeah, three Fujis. Three, Michael. I'll give it. I'll give it three Fuji. Yeah, those Fuji's. are just the cookies. I'll eat those later. So they're just fine. I mean, yeah, they're fine. There's nothing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. These. Um, <laughs> oh gosh. Thank God, it's pretty, doesn't have pretty apt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, these are matcha green tea cream. I love matcha with a crunch, crunchy shell. Do you, so. I do not enjoy matcha, matcha. Matcha man. I don't think you're gonna be. <laughs> I'm gonna be a matcha, matcha man. man. All right. I don't think you're really gonna taste matcha in those, but. Mm. Good. Those are actually better. Huh. All right. Well, that's good to hear. They're more flavor. Yeah, there's more flavor to them. I'll give those a four. Those are actually pretty dang good. I'll eat the yeah. crap out of those too. Mm. Yeah, those are good. And then the, the I think it's probably the sucrose esters of fatty acids in them that make those them the, so those good. Those are my favorite fatty acids. <laughs> I mean, of course. If you're going to eat fatty, I acids. mean, if you're going to eat fatty acids, they'd better be, uh, yeah, whatever that. I'd was. say after about three of those, you start to feel sick to your stomach. <laughs> probably. <laughs> it's it, it's it's just it's, it's pretty heavy, different yeah. enough from the other one. Yeah. Okay, let's eat those last. What are we doing? Last? The hard candy. It's got a shitload of riboflavin. Okay, in let's it, do so these. These are the jubes. I'm, mm, I don't know. Boy, why. that is a bag of wet cubes. Yeah. Like for anybody listening, that's exactly what, what this is. Well, boy, that looks really terrible. I absolutely coconut, hate Jello, and these look like it's Jello coconut cubes. gel. Oh, uh, jubes are a fibrous, cholesterol-free, delicious Ooh. dessert. Spend hours of you fun know, munching what these <laughs> chewy, juicy cubes. <laughs> Because what I generally like oh, in my shit. desserts is for them that. to be oh, fibrous. Yeah, don't do that. Um, <laughs> Jeez. Light and fibrous. It's especially oh, suitable for the health stop conscious. Stop saying fibrous. <laughs> God. Uh, the, one, the ones we have. Michael, what flavor is this? Coconut gel. Okay. Sorry, I need to look this up because I actually looked this up. You, it's it's very pastored. I didn't intentionally. What? What's the what's the flavor? Uh, all I can see is coconut Oh, gel. pandan. Pandan. What? It's pandan flavor. Okay. Pandan. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's from Southeast Asia. Its name is. <laughs> its name is also 
screw pine. Oh. Not even joking. All right, I'll try one of these. Okay. It's a tropical plant in the pandanus. Actually, this looks like pandanus. Man, you really this, can't even hardly grab yeah. those. They're so yeah. slippery. This looks like, wow. the word looks like pand- right, pand- pandanus. All right. All right. Mm. I'm going to give it mm. a five. I think it's really? great. Yeah. Those are interesting. Yeah. Oh. I'm giving that a hard five. Man, Man texturally, Good. those are what a do you hard think, sell. Put the mic up your face. Oh. What do you think? I get four. Really? Yeah, those are good, man. Ooh, I've got grape ones over here too. We'll they the really ones. are fibrous. Yeah, I'll give you a dollar if you like drink all that juice in there. Like the the flavor. Oh, mm. I can't swallow that. <laughs> what's What's the other really? flavor? I didn't th- the grape, just grape. You can't swallow. Oh God! Come on, swallow. I did. Swallow. Oh, <laughs> they are fibrous and oh, really off puttingly yeah, fibrous. Yeah, they are. Boy. It's gel. It's just gels all. Yeah, it but is. it's not like it's There's a. It's a. To that. Yeah, it's not a gel in in a Jello fashion though. It's a gel in like a. It's like the. It's like, like it sort of yields, and then it, there's like this <laughs> thicker middle section or something. It's like just compacted of all the gel. Much much like a vagina. Ew. <laughs> is it? No. Nope. It's not. Oh, it's like. It's like Dimatap. Man, those are man, those are really bad. I'll go three just because they're interesting. God, I'm giving them a two. Those are disgusting. I'll eat them later. Now Lenny's gonna drink the bag. <laughs> oh, drink God. all the juice. <laughs> yeah, so those are jubes. Um, we have the grape oh, flavor, and then man, we have the, the we grape. Have we have the screw pine flavor. The screw pine, I'll give that a five. The other ones I'll give a four. The grape, really? The dime tap oh, flavor. I, I'm still chewing it. Why would you chew gel? <laughs> oh, those are really gross. Oh, man. They're, those they're are, good. No. Lenny, no. You, how did you like them? I gave them a four. Four for both? I, yeah. Four you didn't like one You can't what chew it? This? What is that? Just chew it and swallow it's it. It's like wax it's or something. Fibrous co- it's the coconut gel. Like you don't know insane. where the... You've never opened a coconut? I literally can't swallow that. Like, my body's like, nope. Gosh. Oh, that's gross. You big baby. That's gross. Right. I give it a one. I'm changing my vote to All a right. one. Those and are then horrible. these finally... Michael, you give it the bag for these, I think. Um, do I? The candies? They're not quite oh. Japanese oh, plum there. terrible. The kiss <laughs> of a rose. Those were. Can we these are... These uh, based on, ro- on seals? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> can, we, can we just say battered seals? Just for... <laughs> sure. It's I a get... play off of seal, and then... Who doesn't like what, to What, beat beating seals? innocent animals? Yeah. Besides you, that's what this podcast is founded off of. Yeah, flower. These are a Kasuge plum flavored milk candy. Those are good, are they? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I'll eat. I'll eat those. I taste the kiss of a rose. <laughs> Lenny, what do you got? I give it five. Those are fours. I'll, I'll give those fours. Are they? Yeah, yeah, those are good. I'll eat those later. Boy, I really lost the lottery. Don't do it, Beth. Don't eat them. Try them. Try them. Yeah, do try them. Eat a jube. Eat a jube. Yeah, they're pretty weird. This one's screw pine flavored. This one's grape. Screw pine is better. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want me to get it out for you? You need a, you need a toothpick okay, right. or something? Those are pretty good. Do you like them? I, I like the green ones. The Like the flavor, not terrible. Weird, weird, the weird texture. Weird. It's worth trying. Weird. It's, co- it's fibrous coconut, basically. It's healthy. It's practically healthy. Are they both One's that's grape and that's screw pine. <laughs> I feel like it probably is Michael. Clever. But it's called pandan. It's a, it's called it's screw coconut. pine. Oh, I'll try that. One. You want to try this? Okay, yeah. I'll get it out for you here. I love it when you get it out for Beth. Gosh, wow. my son is sitting right here. Michael. Wow, God, just no filter. You didn't yeah, like it? See? You didn't like it? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, she just spit it into. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was fine. Yeah, I am yeah. Uh, Team Beth all the way. <laughs> yeah, so. well, but Team who, Beth, who here isn't? Is. Let's be honest. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, thanks, Lenny. Yes. Sir. Good to see you again. Thanks for thanks for yeah. reporting for duty. Yeah, Lenny's gonna don't take the them all because you eat everything. Take in the them, house. Lenny. Take them all. Take them all, Lenny. Lenny. Uncle Uncle says you can. Well, Uncle <laughs> didn't pay for them, so. <laughs> well, neither did you. The podcast did. <laughs> What? Pastor's Pub. What? Thank you. Pocky. No, I'm good. All right. Okay. okay move on. <laughs> okay. Right. What's um, next? Next is uh, um, Into wow, the News Feed. here. Man. I've got the ear on. I know. It's these freaking so ear the worst. I know. Yeah. You can get earbuds if you'd want. Do you want me to order you some earbuds? I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Just as long keep... as they're Beats by Dre. No, those, <laughs> do they do They have Beats earbuds? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Of course they do. Why not? Those are just... Just absolute garbage. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they are. Yeah. No, no. You're they fine. charge four hundred dollars for. They cost fourteen dollars to make. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. that. That's what they. No, I've seen articles. They cost about Jeez. fourteen bucks to make. Well, what do you think your iPhone costs to make? Oh, I know. It doesn't. I know. <laughs> they charge you nine hundred dollars. Well, you for had it. a whole Chinese youth over mm-hmm. there making them for you. Mm-hmm. So. Nickels. All right. What's next, Michael? Move on. Newsfeed. Lock up your fears. Dry all your tears. Refill your beers. We're headed. Has anybody written any hashtags down? Yep. I've got a few. Uh, I have none. I've got some. I need to work on that. Okay. Uh, Florida woman. She's on your side. Says she's found Jesus on a horseshoe crab. (laughs) Of course she did. Oh, like What is it with Florida and weird sightings of shit? Do you remember... Do you remember you and I went and saw, Matt, that... On the that uh, Virgin Mary weird oil slick thing on a bank window in, Did in Florida, we? yes. Yeah, man, I do not remember yeah. that. Man, you are sweating quite a bit. I told you it's profusely. really hot in here. I'm not even sweating. No, I don't remember that. Seriously, no. So it was years ago. There was a window washer was washing a window, and like a rainbow slick showed up on the bank window, and it. It really did look just like the Virgin Mary. We went and saw it. It was in college. Remember that trip that we went down to? We stayed at Grandma and oh, Grandpa's. Yeah. You, came, you were down with Beth yes. and I after we got married. Yes. That's right. And we stayed at Grandma and Grandpa's retirement trailer. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Are you telling me that Brad went on your honeymoon? No, no, no. no, no. It wasn't was my honeymoon, honeymoon Michael. Okay. No. Right, just making, you said after you got married. No. And <clears throat> directly after. No. Yes, any day after August 8th, 1998. So, is yeah, after I can't I got believe married. you don't remember going to see that. No, I don't. Yeah, it was, it was really weird. Um, but yeah, this is sort of like that. This is also in Florida. So a photographer from Florida telling the world she's found Jesus on the back of a horseshoe crab. Mm. Where, did, where did you find Kathy Rader? Didn't touch her says her friend found a horseshoe crab shell while they were walking on new Smyrna beach and gave it to her. I looked at it and said, thank you very much and took it home and washed it out. And I set it on my front porch to dry. Then a few days later, she did a double take. I was doing devotionals that I do in the morning. As one does. She says, God spoke to me and said, if you will wait, I will give you perfection. If you will wait, I will give you perfection. That's when she turned around and saw the image of Jesus on the crab shell. Ta-da! Exactly. Yes. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I went past it and noticed something and looked and... Look back, and it looked like the face of Jesus. I kind of chuckled to myself and said, that's funny. It kind of does. So, And then I said to myself, 
<laughs> here's a that, here's a picture. Boy, that does yeah, look like Jesus. Yeah, it kind of does. Or like, Jack Sparrow. Oh well, mm, shrunken head Jesus. Can sure. I say? Can we? Can we also say it looks like it? It definitely looks like white Jesus. Well, so, yeah. Indeed, is there you any know, other? There is that. <laughs> um. Yeah. So she said, "I feel just feel so humbled." Uh. <laughs> yeah, she says it looks like the just, Jesus face in Rembrandt, which it doesn't, man, but that's fine. If you, <laughs> in Rembrandt, Jesus looked decidedly European. It kind of so. looks like that Jesus, that woman uh, accidentally erased and tried to repaint. <laughs> that, that, yeah, okay, right. so here's yeah. here's the thing. <sighs> she here's decided thing, to share Dick. her gift with the new Smyrna Beach Regional Library where the horseshoe crab shell is now on display. <laughs> Even the people who don't believe say, that looks like the pictures of Jesus that I've seen. So maybe it'll help with people's faith. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. I hope so. People also believe that Obi-Wan Kenobi from <laughs> yes. episode two looks like Jesus. I'm just really skeptical that somebody's going to look at a horseshoe crab shell and go, yeah, I've been a sinner. Um, <laughs> I'm converted. I need to rededicate my life. Yeah. Um, I never know what to make of this stuff. I mean, it's just <sighs> whatever. If she's not hurting anybody. No, she's not. I mean, it's like, I guess if you find meaning in it, more power is to she you. Helping? If, so, if there is somebody out there who has came to know the Lord Jesus Christ through a horseshoe crab, please send us, send us Michael, a there are a lot of people who have come to Jesus through a lot worse ways. So most of them involve mostly mega churches. Mostly involving youth ministry. I want to know, I want to know the most ridiculous come to Jesus story. Send it to us at Pastors Podcast on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, or or like send us a form letter from our website if you if you, you can't get in 280 characters. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to hear those too. The most bizarre, I I fell in love with Jesus. At a, oh man, that I, that was a projectile. Uh, yeah, I told you, man. <laughs> Freaking I fell allergies, man. In love with Jesus at a at a Easter cantata. So uh, let's uh, let's let's ruin those good vibes. Okay, cool. Man well, tries to cure his constipation by shoving a giant eggplant up his ass. Oh. Well, well, when in Rome. Yeah, well, it was in Rome and numerous other places, I think. Uh, how, how, how did that work out for him? Yeah. Can you feel it, baby? Yeah, yeah, he felt it. I did, too. Oh, man. Hey, where's the meat? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> After suffering for, suffering from abdominal pain and constipation for two days, fifty-year-old Chinese man decided that the best thing to do. Why would is be it always Chinese people? Why are Chinese people shoving stuff in their ass? Ancient Chinese you. secret, huh? <laughs> That's a good reference. Yeah, uh, I'm telling you. So it he, has to do with the lack of female companionship over there. Unsurprisingly, in the end, <laughs> pun intended, I guess. <laughs> The enormous vegetable did little to solve the man's problems. Whoops, wrong one. Only, yeah, only making the pain and discomfort worse while also inducing nausea and vomiting. After another two days, after another two days of this. Oh, he kept it in there that long. He finally decided that it might be time to go to the hospital. He waddled right in there. <laughs> you want to hear the worst thing that we've ever said on this podcast? Oh, God. Oh, gosh. At the hospital, he got an x-ray scan, which showed that the aubergine was so large and had been shoved so far up his ass that it was actually even causing damage to his lung. Oh, Whoa. my. How big an eggplant was it? Well, it was a very long. There's the scan. Oh, my God. 
God. So have you ever seen uh, the the English cucumbers? You know, yeah. the, I, that's those are the ones. I, they're just so great. The, uh, are they the narrow, more narrow ones? Yeah, it's yeah. about. Are you talking about for up your butt? They're so great, or just yeah? Like, that's exactly what general, I'm talking about, like Michael. Jesus Christ! All right, uh, they're anyway, a little bit narrower, so I call, yeah, them, about, I call them Michaels. That's great. Uh, <laughs> it's about it's about as long as one of those. I mean, long, long. long enough to do damage to his lung. Oh, my God. Here's a picture of it. Oh, I saw that After picture. they removed it. Yep. It's large. I bet that thing is 18 inches at, at least. least. At least. Yeah. Wow. Maybe that's probably closer to two feet It's long. also shit covered as well. So, Well, I, I would suppose it, it would be. Is it shit covered or is it moldy? Is it just Here's what I don't understand. from not having enough sunlight exposure to oxygen. Boy. Here's what I don't understand. Why... <laughs> You think that when nothing can come out, that putting something up in there is going to help? He was hoping it would come like, back Like, I can out. understand if you grab, like, a galaxy grabber or something and want to try to pull the shit out. Well, like, I could see okay, that, maybe. But I like, think he was thinking it was going to come back up through his mouth. Oh, and just Shove it back up. And so well, it, was, I, it sounds like it was close. No, I mean, in his lung. Boy, sure. that's, man. Who would have who thought? Mm. So, uh, yeah, top that one. Bring I, it. I don't know that I can. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So, Michael, what do you got? That's the thing. Are, are you not going? Are you not ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I always go last. Okay. I got three, so. <clears throat> um, let's see. Um, from uh, the Mercury News. Oh, whatever. Um, um, no. No. News no. First. No, it doesn't. Where sadness comes Snoop first. Snoop Dogg. <laughs> the best news from Pluto. Snoop Dogg breaks Guinness World Record at Bottle and Brock, Napa. Wait. Co- what? Snoop Dogg. Wait, what? I didn't understand any of the rest Snoop of Snoop Dogg breaks Guinness World Record. Okay, uh, at Bottle Rock Napa, that's it's a oh, okay. it's a festival or something. Yeah, oh, it's okay. A I was like, wait, what is that? That's the, what I didn't understand. The Bottle Rock Napa Valley Anderson. Festival. Gotcha. Uh, it's the world's largest gin and juice. Biatch. With my mind on my money and my money on my mind. Um, no. Nope. Uh, nope. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, it's 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 Snoop double uh, D O double D G anyway. Wow, uh, I murdered. I don't that. think it was D O double D. Now D O double G. That's something completely. That different. is something completely different. That's Dodd. Snoop's wife. Anyway, Dodd. Um, Snoop Dodd. Snoop the Dodd, Dodd father. <laughs> Snoop Doddy Dodd. The Dodd. Nine seven X. The Dodd. The other member, oh, Brad, you like this. The other members of the team included, and this is a sketchy term, they included fellow hip hop legend Warren G. Oh, Warren G. <laughs> Kenny's brother. It's Kenny's brother. Kenny's yeah. Kenny's brother. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> oh, man. Boy, um, that's funny. Uh, and, uh, and top chef winner Michael Voltaggio. All right. Anyway, they appeared together at a festival. Uh, they mixed up the biggest cocktail. It's gin and juice. Let's see how big it was. Um, oh, uh, it consists of 550 liters. Wow. Ooh. It's over 145 gallons. Uh, the drink took 180 bottles of Hendrix gin. <laughs> Dude, that's expensive freaking gin. Plus, Snoop, Snoop's got it. He's yeah, good I know, but good Lord. Plus Not, juice donated much for after that. Plus juice donated by Whole Foods. The vessel glass was five feet tall. Three God, feet I love wide. that that's sponsored by Whole Foods. Thanks, what Whole kind Foods. of upside down there are we is. living in? Yeah. That is huge. That's huge. Yeah. Did he jump in it and take a drink? I don't know. Oh, uh, anyway. I love the the the, God, the symbol of gentrified bullshit. 
Whole Foods is sponsoring the juice yeah. for Snoop's record-breaking gin and juice. It's hand. What the, we truly live in hell. It's hand-pressed God. juice. It's very delicious. All yeah. organic juices. God. Okay. And then this one. Uh, Southwest Airlines. May God bless your soul. Investigating alleged in-flight masturbator. Oh. Yeah, man, I saw it. I don't understand this. Uh, the masturbation or? Well, yes, Michael, the masturbation. <laughs> what well, other part of that would I not get? I'm afraid I just blew myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, Even if it means me taking a chubby, I will suck it up. I prematurely shot my wad on what was supposed to be a dry run, if you will. So now I'm afraid I have something of a mess on my hands. So um, here's here's some quality writing from TMZ. Uh, oh, um, there was a possible. No, they're not on your last. side. Yeah, exactly. There was where a possible. We, where we all is hijacking on uh, board. Uh, you see why it's sh- funny? Yeah. Uh, Southwest was alerted by a female passenger who says she spent her entire God. flight from Las Vegas to Philly. Boy, that's not a short flight. Sitting next to a guy who has his ad- iPad open on the tray table watching porn without uh, using headphones or anything. Dude, I just don't without understand. Without using it, headphones? This, wait, this gets worse. The passenger added, twice now... Oh, God, this is gross just reading this. Twice now, his body has started shaking in the throes of his orgasmic bliss. Oh, yeah. I'm so disgusted. Ugh. <sighs> Fuck this guy. No, no, no. It gets worse. According to the passengers, the alleged dirtbag whipped out his penis in plain sight, ejaculated in a cocktail napkin, and handed it to the flight attendant to throw away. Not the flight attendant. Yeah. Dude, um, they should have thrown this guy out the back of the plane. Yeah. Um, The woman said, there's no way your staff working on this flight haven't witnessed what's been happening. I mean, the guy's got his dick out. I mean, mean, how, like... (laughs) Yeah. yeah, God. Southwest then told the woman to speak with a crew member after the flight landed. The passenger, didn't, oh, so she didn't want to tell anybody because she felt it put her at risk. Yeah, I mean she's right, uh, right next to a guy with his dick out. So it's his dick um, in his hand. So Southwest then told the woman to speak with a crew member after the flight landed. The passenger did not take that plane either. Fine, I will stay aboard until everyone else gets off the flight. Continuing the torture because that's exactly what someone who is being assaulted like this wants to do. Southwest follows up with the passenger. I'm so sorry you had this unpleasant flight. That's an understatement. She should have free flight for a year. Yeah, I know. Like, and not um, even blanket, not even bat an eye. Whatever you want to go. Okay, here we spoke to the female passenger who tells us upon landing she waited in her seat to speak with the crew. She says the alleged masturbator waited a little while as well, then finally patted her on the head, <gasps> said, "Hope you enjoyed the show." Dude, this guy, needs, guy. Why is this guy not arrested? Why is he not in prison? Take him to jail. Yeah, I know. Take him to jail. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Uh, the female passenger says Dude, she spoke with okay, the plane's so crew. Now Brad's the angry Fucking one. Gross. Seriously, fuck this guy. The female Freaking passenger says hand. she spoke with the plane's crew who referred her to a local supervisor who could only offer her a dinner voucher. Oh, for fuck's oh, sake. Jesus, She's now in contact with Southwest Honchos. Uh, it's been escalated up to senior leadership. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. A dinner voucher. A dinner voucher. Oh, I know you've been assaulted for the last six hours, but, you know. Yeah. That's like, that's easily. Go eat, go eat some chilies on us. That's easily yeah. a four-hour flight that this dude's whacking oh, at least. off with at his dick least. out. That's at least four. I bet it's longer than four. Yeah. It's a long time to masturbate. It's a long time. That's what you're taking from this story, Michael? That. I mean, 
It is well, you're, you're praising the guy's stamina? Like no, that? I'm not. Obviously, God. he had to clean up a couple of times, it sounds like, from the uh, way it sounds. But Jesus. Dude, what, that, how is that legal? It's not legal. Cannot I mean, that's, be it's got to be at least, like, indecent exposure. Yes. And, like, criminal mischief. And, I mean, there's, like, all kinds of felonies that are involved there. On a fucking inter or on a fucking flight, cross country flight. Oh man! Yeah, that's it's that's gross. I mean, that's beyond gross. Yeah, patter on the I fucking hate head. Him. Yeah, patter on the head. Like an like airplane <laughs> napkin. That's correct. <laughs> oh my god, Michael! Wow. I came in like the airplane. Napkin. Stop it! I came in like the that's what I meant. Napkin. I meant kept doing it. Just keep doing it, Michael. Airplane napkin. <laughs> I just, I just don't even, I just don't even know what to do with him when he gets like this. I don't either. <laughs> it's Michael the Leg Humper back again. <laughs> Look who's back, back again, back again. <laughs> Look who's back. I'm, I'm done. I, I'm done forever. Actually, I, I'm done. This is my last. <laughs> And we back, we back. This is my last podcast. I'm done. Right. But anyway, seriously, if anybody out, can we out this guy, please? I don't and know. Like get him arrested. I mean, I get. Is there, is there anything they can do? At Surely this point? they could look at the flight manifest. I mean, he's, he would be in a seat. I mean, all the black. Yeah, but wouldn't there have to be like somebody witness it? Gone. Well, they have a witness. Well, I, mean, I know, but like, you tell me, he's the only one that saw that, or she's the only one. Did that she saw get a that. pick of him? I don't think so. No. Um, I would have snapped a pick, man. No, because that would have... No. It probably would have just turned him on. Yeah. God. Well, you know, I guess... Talk about a dude that pulled out his dick on an airline, jacked off While watching porn without in front of everybody. See, he's watching porn without headphones. Yeah. So everybody heard, heard it. Yeah. You had to have heard it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't know how, how you drop the ball on that that's one. That's just I mean, gross. Should have just went up to him and made eye contact while he was doing it. No, I don't... Michael, my God, what, what the what? fuck are you doing? <laughs> just like, Jesus is really sad. No, right I'm just gonna, let's just see how far he can Michael, dig himself Michael. here. <laughs> Keep Je going, buddy. Jesus is really upset with you right now. You really disappointed us all. I've been talking to your mom. She's in the bathroom right now crying her eyes out. They're pretty, they're, they're about they're, some they're, of the bad decisions you've been making in your life. What is he doing? You... Better get it cleaned up. He's just I don't know. Or you're gonna be living in a van down by the river. <laughs> well, that's it for uh into the news feed. No, what I, else I, we I've got? got I've got more. Uh, <laughs> I've got some. I haven't even started yet. So Minnesota woman, uh No, seriously, man, <laughs> you. Seriously, like What's your problem? Uh, really? You got a problem? Play back, the, ta play back the tape. I don't need of what you just talked. My God. Okay. It definitely oh. needs to be stricken from the record. Oh. <laughs> You're fine. It won't kill you. You're fine. It's fine. You're fine. It's what everything. What do you got, Michael? All right, Minnesota woman. Dare I ask? <laughs> Minnesota woman's children announce her death. In a oh, truly nasty I obituary. This. Yeah. Have you seen so, this? No. Oh, my God. Um, so we're not a fan of mom. Mm, Is that where we're just, going? It, so wait. Let me just read the Boy. obituary. Kathleen Dimlow. Kathleen Dimlow Shunk sh uh, was born March 19th, 1938 to Joseph and Gertrude Schnunk. 
of Wabasso. Uh, she married Dennis Dimlo at St. Anne's, St. Anne's in Wabasso. In St. Anne's. St. Anne's. Uh, Wabasso in 1957. It's the patron saint of cut meats. Yes. All right. She, she married Dennis. Patron saint of charcuterie. Dennis. <laughs> let me know when you're ready. <laughs> I have no idea how to spell that. I got but it. That's amazing. <laughs> it's a painter saint of cutlets. Okay. All right, go ahead, buddy. Uh, she married Dennis Dimlo at St. Anne's in Wabasso in 1957 and had two children, Gina and Jay. Uh, in 1962, she became she she became pregnant uh, by her husband's brother. Lyle Dimlo and moved to California. <laughs> this is the obituary. Wow. This is the obituary. Wait, it gets worse. She abandoned her children, Gina and Jay, who were raised by their uh, by her parents in Clements, Mr. and Mrs. Joseph Shunk. She passed away on uh, May 31st, 2018 in Springfield and will now face judgment. She will not be wow. missed. She will not be missed by Gina and Jay, and they understand that the world is a better place without her. Whoa, <laughs> that's there's some profound Bro. family stuff going on right there. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So How are we feeling about that? Not great. Not great. People were very upset that the that the Redwood Falls Gazette posted that. Yeah, but I mean, you kind of have to, don't they? I mean, they, I, their response was most people at the Gazette, including the editor, protested running the obit, but were overruled. That's the official word from the the newspaper. Overruled by who? Probably There's the an owner. editor. Like, isn't the editor the one that's in charge of all that? They paid for the obit, so they can put pretty much whatever they want in there. It's my understanding. Man, that's brutal. Yep. Yeah, Man, that's. I don't um, know. I'm kind of torn on that. Like, I on I, one hand, I totally get it. I get the anger. Yeah, but I also, I'm not really sure it helps. It doesn't help. Maybe it does help. Yeah, but is there a way that's to, a way to do uh, anger that is so public? Way than like, that? Yeah, yeah, they don't look really. They don't look great. I'm no, never a huge don't. fan of airing family. Yeah, laundry that's, yeah, that's kind of public. What do they mean? Like, yeah, yeah. If you if you Google Ugh. Gina or Jay Demolo, you're gonna find find this. So yeah, that's that's not it's not gonna go away. Boy, well, I mean, that's there's decades of like pent up yep. bitterness and shit going on right there. That's yeah, aired in public. Yeah, that's, yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of airing shit in public. That's and what, but like I get that. it. I yeah. do get I, it. I get it. I get yeah, the I get impulse. I get, I get the reason. Yeah, man. But we are big fans of airing shit in the Patreon page. <laughs> You're listening. <laughs> so check it out, Dig Pounder. It's in the. It's in the pub. Check it out, Dick Pounder. Yeah. Uh. Uh, <laughs> Okay, Florida deputy uh, hurls bush bean cans to subdue a suspect. <laughs> this dude. This man is my hero. It's great. He, I believe he is. Why, why did they have to say it was bush brand? Like, does that matter? Like, well, is they're, that, they're, they're hefty beans. Is they're that germane to the conversation here? I, like, they're a, They have a peculiar stout shape of can. <laughs> um, so Panama City News at the, of course, of course, it is fucking Florida. Um, 
God, is what the hell it's, is going on down there, man? I mean, seriously. It's got to be the heat and humidity. It has to be. Or mosquitoes, the Zika and West Nile. <laughs> <Why> <laughs> no, that's a true sheriff's too. deputy threw two cans of beans and helped subdue a man threatening uh, people. Who, they thought he had a gun, but turns out he just had a hammer. Um, <laughs> and this guy, I'm going to try that's and... a great <laughs> sentence. Thought he had a gun. Turns out it was just a hammer. All right, let me show you this video. I want to make sure you see it. You may need to set it. I'm watching. Up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Watch the the white haired dude. That's the security guy. Uh, yeah. Oh, there's more than one guy. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> right, he goes back for dude. More. So they, he they, has fucking had it. Yeah, yeah. I bet that hurt. That's a did, that man. is a man that is just done. That is a man making minimum wage. Yeah, he was just, just over it. Done. Yep. So he 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 chucked it right at that guy's head. Um. Yeah, subdued him, got got him on the ground, and, and tackled him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're not gonna yes. take yeah, it. Yeah, he was done. No, we ain't gonna take it. We're not gonna take it anymore. We've got the right to choose it. <laughs> I dressed like D. Snyder one year for Halloween. Yeah, yeah, you did, didn't you? Yeah. Did you take your guitar with you? I did. You did. I remember yeah. that? That was D. Snyder. Yeah, yeah, sort of. That was yeah. That was that was a really lazy D. <laughs> that was Snyder. a lazy D. Snyder. Was, I just fucking hate Halloween parties, D. Snyder. Like that's what that was. Um, you know what, guys? What? Let's talk about Kenny Chesney. Why? What? Do you know Kenny Chesney? Yeah. I don't know him personally. No, but you I've know, uh, Ken, Ken and I aren't legend, buds. The legend of Kenny Chesney. I know that he wears freaking tank tops all the time. Yeah, so. sandals, no shoes, no shoes, no shirts, no service. Sure, fucks tractors. So. I know that. I don't. Does he? Could don't not know, give probably. less of a shit about his music. So go ahead. with so, whatever you uh, want to say. This is from uh, the Pittsburgh CBS Pittsburgh. Um, they're they're working hard for you. Yes. So first in pollution news, Pitts, <laughs> this is an article about from the uh, Pittsburgh Department of Public Safety says the total amounts of tickets at this Kenny Chesney tailgater um, of course, concert. Of course, he has a tailgate concert um, it's a in, very, Pittsburgh. in Pittsburgh. It's a very Yinzer thing to do. <laughs> so, that is straight 100 percent Yinzer. There were roughly forty five thousand people. <laughs> That's a lot of people. A lot of people. That is a lot of people. <laughs> Holy it's... crap. Okay, so EMS saw a total of 78 patients. Well, that's not um, a bad ratio. And 29 were transported to local hospitals. Yeah, that's, even, that's an even better ratio. So, of the 29 people 20. transported to the local hospital, I'll tell you what they, were, what they went for. <laughs> 18 people were transported for... Intoxication. Well, that makes sense. Pretty much. Yeah. One person was transported for multiple after multiple people fell down an escalator. <laughs> okay. One person transported for assault. Huh. Neat. Uh, one person uh, transported for a heat related emergency. One person a uh, motor vehicle accident. Oh, we got one with uh, chest pain, one with head injury. Uh, somebody was transported for a seizure. Somebody uh, hypertension. <laughs> High blood pressure. Yes. Um, <laughs> this, these last 
well, I'll, I'll, I'll do one that's not great. Uh, one person was transported for dizziness. These last two are my favorite. Um, I knew this was going yeah, somewhere. I, I was just waiting. Those <laughs> were way too yeah. ordinary. Yeah. Transported for burns to the hand from a grill. <laughs> Tried to grab the burgers. <laughs> Tried to grab the burgers off there. Yeah. Hey, watch this. And one person. Woo! Hey, Teddy, hold my beer. Randy. Check this out, motherfucker. <laughs> Ta-da. Yeah. And then uh, last, the last person was... Um, Transported for generalized weakness. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're so weak. You're so weak. Uh, police made. What, he couldn't bench press 250? I, like, I don't know. <laughs> generalized weakness. Police made five arrests uh. and issued 15 non traffic citations. Um, the liquor control enforcement issued at least 19 citations for underage drinking. Out of 45,000 people, that's yeah. not bad. Yeah. Well, I guarantee that's well, the only one they got caught. Yeah, yeah. 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 say. I've been to a concert. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta bury yourself. Everybody's yeah. drinking. Yeah. You gotta bury yourself deeper in the crowd. Yeah. But this is this is the whole reason I brought this article up. This last little fact, um, and it's the title of the the article, which is why I didn't read it. Uh, Public Works removed 25. Tons of garbage from wow, the yeah, twenty five tons. Antenna, that was Kenny Chesney. Hey, <laughs> rip shot. High five on that one. That Boom. was awesome. Yes, officials called the event. A Nailed mo- it. Officials called the event a mostly safe and successful evening, saying there wasn't as much unruly and illegal behavior as there has been in previous years. Good lord. I really like that joke. We only arrested like a thousand people. It was much better than last year. Yeah, it was. It was great, guys. <laughs> so great. Oh man. Oh man. Yeah, that was great. That was a good joke, man. Thanks, man. Pretty happy with that one. That's great. Yeah. That's all I got. Is that raw like sushi? Oh god. No. <laughs> I need a palate cleanser. What are we? What are we doing here? Oh, boy, that's loud. So loud. This song fucking rules. Don't even have sure. Motley Crue is considered a palate cleanser. Is it not? <laughs> All right. Um, so we're doing a new segment seeing how Are we? Yeah, it's called How Many Laurels Until Matt Gets Mad. <laughs> no, we're not Laurel. doing that. Laurel. Laurel. God. Laurel. 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 <laughs> Laurel. I don't care. Laurel. Honest to God, I don't Laurel. give a shit anymore. I knew you were going to do it. I was prepped for it. I don't care. Laurel. Whatever. Laurel. 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 Yeah. Laurel. My wife literally asked me uh, this past week, did you intentionally switch switch it to, to Yanny? Oh, seriously? Yeah. All I hear is Laurel. All I hear is Laurel. That's, That's all I've hilarious. ever heard. Yeah. He's like, no, I didn't. You didn't. You didn't. You seriously didn't switch the... The button. He's like, nope, it's, it's Laurel slash Yanny. Oh, God, that's Laurel. so funny. Yanny. I had nothing to do with that. I know. I know you didn't. I, no, it's, I, never, it's never I been. I literally just made it up, so there's no no prep in that. All right, let's go. Well, wow, no prep on this podcast. What a concept. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's yeah. go. I just had to get away from whatever Brad played earlier. Can you pass the jubes? What a handful of those, <laughs> handful of those bad boys. God, those are so gross. Take one down, Pastor. Yeah, or not. 99 jubes on the wall. Yeah. Wow. Go ahead. 
All right, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Audrey Assad. So if we could tone it down for a second, throw the people who like Audrey Assad can listen. <laughs> they checked out a long time ago, they're Michael. Like, I no, think. they're they, they skipped ahead. Like, yeah, uh, they checked around. They checked out around the time the guy was jerking off on the plane. All right, Audrey Assad is a Syrian American singer songwriter. Assad's latest album, Evergreen, comes after a gut wrenching deconstruction of her fundamentalist faith. Check out AudreyAssad.com to check out the record, watch videos, find tour dates, and to follow her on all the social media outlets. Without further ado, let's get into it. Audrey, hey, how's it going? Oh, it's good. I'm... I'm in my pajamas in my car, sitting yes. in the driveway. Oh. It's very glamorous. That's Good. awesome. Um, That's, yeah. This may be the first in-car interview I've <laughs> yeah. ever done. I'm pretty sure it is. At least the first person who's admitted it. I have children sleeping in my tiny house, and so I said to myself, self, uh, go to the car and do this so you don't wake up your kids. That's so, hilarious. I oh, assume man. this is going to be a rollicking good time. So I, <laughs> I hope needed so. to prepare. <laughs> With hope, any luck. I hope people are driving <laughs> by and just, what is she? Who is she talking to? <laughs> what is going on? Um, uh, so you've got two kids. Um, what are their ages? William is four and Camila is eight months old almost. Oh. So they're a little bit apart and she's still... A baby. Um, we're still in that first year. That first year, man. It's yeah. Good times. It's got a fog to it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We've got seven kids between us, anywhere from about two years old to 15. Yeah. So we, uh, oh, we've wow. been down that road many times. Yeah, I've got a, a wow. four-year-old and a two-year-old. Oh, three-year-old now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, wow. Yeah. So you guys didn't sleep for like three years? Pretty nope. much. <laughs> nope. Yeah, I've got an almost 12-year-old. What is sleep? Yeah, right? Uh, That's what I hear. Yeah. Don't tell me that. Yeah. People keep telling me that. I'm like, no, no, I'm going to sleep when my kids are 12, but apparently you don't. So, uh, what do yeah. say? You'll sleep when you're dead. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Will I, though? <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. All right. We'll find out. Heaven is a nap. <laughs> at least that is. I'm completely is on board with that if yeah, that's what's going right. on. I'm, in, I'm okay with that afterlife. Just a long, Seriously. sleepy nap. Um, Seriously. Okay. So our audience is all over the map in terms of belief. Uh, we've got a lot of people mm-hmm. who are deconstructing, reconstructing. Uh, we've got conservatives, we've got liberals, we've got atheists, we've got some people who just simply don't care. Um, <laughs> so for for those who are who are unfamiliar with you, can uh-huh. can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are, what yeah. you do? Absolutely. Um, well, in my spare time, which is not much, um, <laughs> I make I make music and. I've been making um, some form of devotional slash religious slash prayer type music for the last, um, I guess, like 10, 12 years full time. And uh, when I first kind of moved to Nashville 10 years ago or eight years ago, I guess it's been. No, 10 years ago. Golly. Okay, so (laughs) when I first moved here, um, I was. I was new to the scene and signed a label deal. And so I did the kind of label shenanigans for 
two records worth and decided that I couldn't hack the culture, the subculture, yeah. I guess, mm. of CCM slash label culture. So I made myself so annoying that they dropped me and that was successful and it worked. <laughs> uh, uh, and um, I could list the ways I did that, but we'd be here all night. So, <laughs> um, so I... I then struck out on my own and started making independent music, still in the sort of religious vein. I, I consider what I do to be, I call it soundtracks for prayer. It's like you could use some of the songs at your church, but a lot of it is really meant for that kind of meditative, con contemplative space that you make in your day. And I think I figure a lot of people only have one or two albums like that. I'm one of those mm. people. And I aim to be that album. You know, mm -hmm. it's like oh, those cool. are the people I think about when I make my stuff. It's like somebody who really doesn't listen to Christian music, but needs an album in their life that helps them to pray or to achieve centering. You know, so that's kind of what I do. And um, I'm from New Jersey and my dad is a Syrian refugee and I'm 34 and I like to cook. Those are, those are facts <laughs> about myself. Um, I, uh, I, th I think you are like a few, like three or four months older than I am. So I, I'm eight, 1993. Well, so. nana, nana, boo-boo, I guess. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you supersede me in age. You're much wiser. My work here is done. Um, so w I was doing some research just trying to write like an introduction for you. And one thing that I, that I, saw a lot of that I'm not used to seeing with, with artists that are in the, the, I don't know, Christian industry or whatever you want to call it is oh boy, the, I'm afraid the, of what well, <laughs> you, you claim it, you claim your music to be, um, uh, I don't want to say Christian. Maybe you, that's how I read it in, in several different spots on, uh -huh. on some of your website. Is that something you embrace that, that, um, that label? Mm. The, the label of Christian music. I mean, that's yes. not typically yeah. how I would self-describe, but I figure that it's, I'm not trying to like Trojan horse anybody. I mean, sure. yeah, what right, I do yeah. is, is, is religious and it comes from a Christian perspective because that's my context. It's always been my context, mm. whether or not I've evolved from some of the ways that I've practiced that is another story, which I'm sure we'll address today. But, yeah. um, I, I've, I can't imagine trying to disguise that. They wouldn't last 10 seconds in one of my songs without figuring it out. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I'm not ashamed of that because, like, I'm very open about my own personal faith journey, my struggles with belief, my regular brushes with nihilism. I'm open about all of that. So I figure I might as well just let it all hang out. That's kind of the way I look at yeah. it. So. So let's talk about that a little bit. So over the last five or six years, you've kind of went through your own crisis of faith. Could you tell us a little bit about that journey and kind of what prompted it? Yeah. So you know what? I crisis of faith is such an interesting phrase. I'm not correcting you. I'm just no, no, no. saying. You this, can I label it. I don't know how to. I don't know how I to have, even word it. Totally. I just have thoughts about it because I. It was a crisis for me. So you know, maybe starting four years ago or so. But the crisis really came from the anxiety that I felt about two things. One is the opinions of other people. Mm -hmm. And two is my terrible, terrible ideas about God. Because I, I really kind of had this picture, a very cartoonish Jack Chick tracked like, <laughs> 
picture of God, it was sort of like the only reason God even looks at me is because the cross happened. And so now I can hide behind it. Mm -hmm. And so I just, the anxiety all came from that stuff. The anxiety didn't come from my actual questions because my actual questions were great questions. I mean, I, I still have them. I don't really have the answers. So, um, I've just really learned to let go of those other two things. And so the crisis disappeared, even though the questions are the same. So, um, for me, it all sort of started to unravel about four years ago. I had already been living with a lot of these questions, existential angst, all of that stuff was not new, but I really started to experience the anxiety symptoms that were arising. And I think because just those questions became more and more insistent over time, I was finding it more difficult to avoid them. And as I got real deep into worship and touring and label subculture and radio, Christian radio, and like I started to feel very uh, icky about most of it. And then my spiritual and religious questions became even more, I think, aggressive because they, I was sort of going, what am I like, what are we doing? What is this? I, you know, I don't know if I'm okay with like how I'm living in the world. And so, um, then as I started to explore those things, I mean, I remember this email I wrote my friend who is an agnostic, which is not the same as agnostic. Apparently, um, I'm learning the difference. But he, <laughs> anyway, my dear friend is a mix engineer in Milwaukee, and I've mentioned him several times without his name, but he'll know if he hears this. Who is? Um, Hi, friend. Hi, friend. I know. Hey, <laughs> hey Iggy. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> I've ever called him that. I might have to bring that one out yep. sometime. Um, so I I wrote him an email and said, "Can you kind of coach me through how to do this whole thing about like officially wondering if God exists? Because I've I've just never allowed myself. I've never allowed myself to right. even allow for the possibility mm. that maybe everything I've built my whole life around is complete conjecture. I, I just haven't even." there's been no room left in my psyche for this. I, yeah. I don't even know how to do it, you know? And he was so helpful because he just really took the pressure off. He was like, Hey, I mean, I guess you just need to get comfortable with not knowing things. And, and once you do, then you can kind of move through life in the various phases in which you find yourself, whether that's like erring on the side of belief or erring the side of unbelief, or you're just kind of going to exist with the questions as if they're not actually the most important thing in the world, you know? And yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't even imagine that at that time. Cause I was having, panic attacks every time I walked into a church building I was having like I was developing these physical tics like in my hands and I had to cancel a bunch of shows because I couldn't play I couldn't like go talk to people because I I felt like I was living a duplicitous double life I mean it was just so intense then um and then over time I learned to let go of those things I mentioned like the opinions of other people my bad ideas about God's nature and I once I did that and I thought oh like well there's really I can't fucking know anything. Like I can't know yeah. if hell exists. I can't yeah. know, you know, if if God is real. That's not even the point of this whole thing. Faith is not about science and proof. The the two things, if you want to have them both in your life, they can coexist. And I thought, mm-hmm. okay, well, I I can figure this out. So I just kind of started reading. I mean, I read everything. I read the New Atheists and I found them repugnant. So I, no offense (laughs) to fans of Sam Harris, but I thought he was just like 
a fake intellect. I was like, I don't, I don't respect this guy, but like I read him, I read, um, all kinds of perspectives on it. And I just started to let go. I started to let go and get less anxious. And then eventually where I found myself was I, I did all this deconstruction and I, I kind of looked around internally and said to myself, I, I just think I'm a believer. I think that's like who I am. I, I'm not a believer in very much specifically maybe, but I can't let go of the mm. sense or the notion that there is meaning mm. and that there is truly objective goodness out there. And if there's that, then there's probably a source, but I don't really feel comfortable being hyper specific about that anymore. And yeah. so where it kind of got me was, my list of things I could tell you that I intellectually assent to is pretty short, but <laughs> I'm a, I'm a Christian because I really love Jesus. I do. I, yeah. I finally kind of came back around and said, no, I, this, I love this man. I love his teaching. I love his ethos. I love his kingdom values. I want to be part of that in the world. So I'm going to try to follow that path. I'm going to try to surround myself with voices that help me do that. And, uh, the rest of it can kind of just be whatever it is. And I will learn to live with that. And so I've learned that that's how I'm going to live is balancing in the tension between, um, Christ and, you know, as a, as this kind of guiding light in my life. And the fact that my mind is just never really satisfied with <laughs> the proofs that I've been offered. And that's okay. It's just going to be how I am and uh, until I'm not, or maybe I always will be. <laughs> it all sounds vaguely familiar. Yes, man. Like, you literally, that, what you're you saying literally just resonates so much. All three of us. Yeah, yeah completely. Wow. It, but I mean, for you, like, you know, for us, you know, we all we were all three pastors at one point or some notion of a pastor. I don't know what we were. Well, we kind of got paid to do it. So yeah, yeah, we sort were pastors. Of, yeah. 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 Um, and then we started a church and it, it died. So, um, but we, <laughs> you know, for you... Like, but we, we all had side jobs. Like, we all had jobs. Like, when we, especially okay. when we planted the church, like, we had, we had jobs. And we're like, okay, we'll, we'll go out on a limb. Yeah. We'll say the things we think need to be said. We'll take stances we think need to be taken. But at the end of the day, it didn't affect anything for our lives as far as, you know, a paycheck. But your paycheck mm-hmm. was, right. was sort of wrapped up in how you, what you believe. I mean, was, I know, was I there know. a part, like, it wasn't just a personal thing for you. It was, it was no. a major part of your, your professional identity. Yeah, it's really, and it's still tough because people, what I've learned, what I've come to see is that a lot of people come to me, I didn't realize this, but they, they come to me looking for like a catechism to music kind of thing. Mm. It's like, I need the theology to be this way. I need it to be really obvious. I need it to be really like in line with these different tenets. And like then, and only then I can listen to this, you know, and I, I had have maybe, or I probably have less of these people than I did four years ago. But at the time I absolutely had a lot of fans who were like, I'm loyal to you because you are my representation in the world, theologically speaking. Hmm. And I didn't know what to do with that because I was kind of like, oh, you're going to be real disappointed if we ever have a personal conversation. (laughs) You know, it's like really not, you're not going to, you're not going to be happy. And I finally realized it's like, okay, I, I do make a living doing this and I've got to risk that because I cannot continue to have psychological meltdowns. Like every time I try to do my job. So I started to be very open on stage 
about my doubt, about my relationship to doubt, about my mental health, about um, everything in my life. And I found that, weirdly enough, it, like, it really, I don't want to say endeared me to people because that sounds, like, shallow compared to what I'm trying to say. It it really broke down some barriers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that more often than not, people would like to actually have someone who is completely themselves and they don't necessarily even know it. And so when I started to do that, I didn't see any really major like dents in what I do. Um, And part of that has to be because I had already abandoned the kind of straight up the middle CCM radio path. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wasn't out there on Caleb trying to talk about this. Like, I don't think that would work. (laughs) You're listening Um, to Caleb. Yeah. And now for a real downer. Before we start like, this, hey, can we just be... do a prayer right in the middle of this interview? <laughs> with you? Ta- yeah. <laughs> it's time for your religious Valium. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't think it would happen. So I think that helped a lot that I had already kind of made my own way. And I had sort of built a tribe of people that are at least relatively open, you know, to the mysteries of life and, um, that helped a lot. If I had been at Sparrow still and having this happen, I mean, I don't know how that would have yeah. gone. How, so. is, how has your fan base reacted? Because I, I understand you've got some, you know, you've crowdfunded some of this, some of your yeah. albums. Uh, how has your fan base rea- reacted in terms of kind of your um, struggle with faith, if, if you will? Um, you know, they've been mostly incredibly receptive and kind of reciprocal, I would say, because it, it's been an interesting because people have like almost I get this reaction a lot from people on social media or in real life and friends, too, who are like, um, hey, since you said what you said, I kind of have like a secret I need to tell you. I'm really struggling because I don't really believe in blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I get it. You know, so there's a lot of people that are like, I've been afraid to come out and say this to anyone. Yeah, or, yeah. you know, I've never. I've never felt free to admit like this to anybody. And, and so I've got, and I'm like, I feel like I'm known now in my friend circle as like the questioning one. So like people <laughs> feel really comfortable being like, you know what always bothered me about the old Testament, this thing. And I'm like, I, yes, you know, I'm totally with you. And so it's been, I feel like the more vulnerable I get, the more resonates with people. And so I just keep kind of doing that. I figure, I got nothing to lose here. I mean, yeah. I mean, I do have something to lose, I guess, but I, but I'm not, I'm willing to lose it. I'm willing to lose it because I experienced what it felt like to shove it down long enough to start having PTSD symptoms and have to go to very expensive yeah. trauma therapy. And I can just tell you, I cannot live like that. So it was like, yeah. okay, I don't want to lose my health. I don't want to lose my mind. Yeah, so I right. guess I'll just be willing to risk my job. And so far it hasn't been a huge issue. What, so when we started this podcast, we did it basically for ourselves. It was just as a, as a way to 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 just vent and to say what we want to say. Um, and what's interesting is people started listening. It's weird. Um, <laughs> but, but the people that are listening are saying, you know, this is how I felt for a long time. And I, I get we've had some other people that are have had a similar trajectory as well. Um, do you, are you seeing a lot of people? like that are just like coming to you and be like, thank you. Thank you for doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I was at a festival in, in great Britain last year, which was the only time I've ever been over there. And I, I played at this festival called big church day out, which is like a really interesting name. But <laughs> it was so cool. It was so cool because they had, I mean, 
it's England. So there was beer yeah. and like alcohol and people were having fun. I was like, I like this. I nobody nobody signing alcohol. purity pledges. No, they didn't <laughs> do that. And, and, and there was a guy on the main stage at, at the first night I was there and who like called out Donald Trump on the stage. Nice. <laughs> I was like, wow, I belong here. This is incredible. Um, but awesome. so I, I was over there and I did this kind of songwriter tent, you know, um, at one point during one of the days. And I talked about my mental health on stage and I talked about my anxiety about religion and I got such a line of people that were Hmm. in tears because they they're like i don't feel free at my church to talk about my mental health in particular especially if it has anything to do with my belief because those are two things that are like completely taboo in the culture and so they're they were felt they felt like given permission by my sharing to also open up and i um even one person came up to me who comes from the of the um, denominational background where I was raised. It's a very small, um, unknown, but global denomination called Plymouth Brethren. Mm -hmm. And I met like a 15-year-old Plymouth Brethren kid who was like at a festival for the first time in his life and was like, I cannot even, I, it took me like months to just to convince my parents that I was supposed to be here, but God wanted me here. And I, you know, I can't believe I'm here. And I, I basically was like, run for the hills, kid. But I, um, (laughs) I gave him my info. I was like, Hey, hit me up. Like if you start having any kind of questions after this experience, you know, and that's how we've been corresponding and I'm trying to help him out with like figuring out how to figure this thing out. So anyway, um, yeah, people seem to be given a lot of freedom and permission by my sharing. And I, I value that. I think that's a very fulfilling aspect to what I do. What, what, and you may, there, you may not have an answer for this, but I'm, I'm going to ask it anyway. <laughs> uh, do you have any ideas of what the church can do to become more healthy and create a space to allow for doubt, for honest conversations about mental health? Um, Cause it seems mm-hmm. like it's something that's so suppressed. Yeah. Well, the first thing, let's solve the I world's problem suggest. right now. <laughs> The first thing I would suggest is that every pastor has to go under regular psychological care. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Starting with Joel Osteen. Yeah, (laughs) sure. Joel needs to live an even better life than he's living. (laughs) Next up, Pat Pat Robertson. (laughs) Or that guy that wants wants his people to buy him a $54 million jet. That guy. That guy needs therapy for sure. I mean, I don't mean to mock it. It's like, Every pastor, everybody in any kind of pastoral counseling position ought to be under similar care Mm -hmm. and they ought to be trained if they're going to be counseling anyone because man is one of the worst like sources of spiritual abuse is untrained pastoral counsel. It is so damaging. I have experienced that myself and I, I cannot stress how much I think it's important that priests, pastors, I think even, um, I mean, politicians, I think anybody in positions of power ought to be in therapy. I think everybody should be in therapy, but particularly people who have to guide and lead groups of people. It's like, how do we avoid cults? We put everybody who's in charge in actual therapy. And I think we would have a much a farther, a far better world. And the other thing I would say is that I think it, I think it just comes from the top down. If the leadership is comfortable with and interested in creating a culture in their community where mental health is not taboo and where 
mental health is prioritized, then they have to do that for themselves. If it doesn't happen there, then that's never going to be what it ought to be, in my opinion. Hmm. Um, I really think that's probably a pretty simple solution. Yeah, I was, you know, I was a youth pastor for a number of years, and yeah, I graduated from Bible college, which isn't real. Um, <laughs> it's a fake. It's a fake school. It's the high school after high school. It is. Aww. It's like a four year VBS, um, <laughs> but. But really expensive. But really expensive. And I had one counseling class mm-hmm. and one psychology oh. class. And all of a sudden, I'm unleashed yeah. as a 22 year old pastor. That is dangerous. It yeah. is. It is. I, in, 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 not because of you, but. No, it anybody. is. Yeah. It's like doctors who. Look, doctors don't. I, I have a friend who just came through medical school and we were talking um, about nutrition. And he said, I took one class on nutrition. I was yeah. like, one and you're like a doctor (laughs) shouldn't you know about food and how to like not get sick you know but it's not preventative medicine and health in that way is not something that the medical community is sort of training their doctors to know and so you know when we my husband had cancer the first year we were married Mm. and we went to vanderbilt hospital which is one of the top cancer um centers there in the country and it's a teaching hospital so they've got all these people learning there and you go into these Oh, don't get me started. You go into these like infusion rooms, yep, and they have carts full of like Snickers and Jello, <laughs> and it's like, really? I mean, I know you're not supposed to lose weight on chemo, but like, can't you like provide some carrot sticks or like right. sugar? Um, sugar's not super I mean, good anything, for cancer. No, it's not. Yeah. I mean, the research is getting increasingly unanimous on that, and so it was just bizarre to see that with all this knowledge and research and money and grants and all of this like ex- expertise they have they're still feeding people like basically sugar. And so it's just interesting. I feel like that's a similar, it's a similar thing. And, uh, people in power need counseling. That is just so obvious. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yep. It absolutely is. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I had, like I said, like, you know, a couple of classes and then I'm expected to give advice to people that really need it Mm -hmm. and that are hurting. Not, not just people, but like, 14-year-old yeah, kids exactly. who are in the midst of their development, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, who are making, like, yeah. de- who are developing Yikes. into who they're going to be for the rest of their, their life, and you're trying to mm-hmm. tell them how to live that. Well, and I guess it's yeah. just it's just grace. I don't think I really screwed the kids up too bad. Yeah, like, right. I think I had enough sense about me to go, I I'll know. shut up when I need to shut up, and I'll, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. but man, Not like, sad. I look back, and I'm like, I was unleashed as a 22-year-old kid that ha- was supposed to have the answers. Yeah. I, I didn't know a yeah. damn thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, oh, you got pregnant. Well, let me. Um, hmm, hmm. I don't have any kids, so uh, <laughs> let me tell you how to be a parent. Uh, yeah, you just you just don't know. Uh, anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. Mm. Mm-hmm. So for your um, let's, I want to talk about the the, the album a little bit. So sure. you mentioned you touched on this a little bit. Um, so you're an in, in independent artist now. Um, how has the process from writing and creating music uh, and albums differed from when you were on a major label? Mm, it's so different. I I really, when I got into the label system, kind of, you know, I was open to what it was going to be like. And so the way they run things, at least when I was there, is that when you're an artist there and it's your first time and you're making an album, they put you up with meetings with a bunch of producers and you kind of see who you like and who you might resonate with. And then you co-write with like, 
a bunch of people just mm. they kind of throw spaghetti at the wall over and over and you find a bunch of songs that everybody feels okay about by committee <laughs> and so then that's the album there's yeah. no concept to it necessarily it's just a collection of songs that you have managed to put together over a year and a half of like writing with a bunch of people in different rooms all over town and I am going to say, actually, I value those experiences, but I do not do that anymore. Yeah. So the way that I tend to work now, because I've just found what kind of rhythm tends to work for myself, um, is that I I go in spurts with writing. I have a very short list of people I co-write with, maybe three people on an average basis, um, as far as like any regularity. I don't I don't I do co-write with other people, but I don't have like recurring relationships with a lot of them. And when I feel like I have an album ready to kind of start happening, I start calling those people and saying, can we schedule some writing time? I feel like I'm kind of coming upon these ideas and it's time to sort of scratch that itch. And I write a lot of the music myself, but I do like to collaborate. So I usually hit those people up. And those people include uh, Matt Marr, who I've written a lot of music with, and uh, my friend Brian Brown, who I wrote Evergreen with, the title track and the first single of Deliverer. And we've written a bunch of songs on my older albums, too. Um... And then I will just kind of sequester myself any way I'm able to into like studio land because I have gear and things myself. And I actually tracked a good bit of my last album on my own and I do produce all my own music so I can do a lot on my by myself. And so I start writing and I kind of feel like the every crop of songs I come up with for an album shows me that there's some kind of thread and theme and concept. And once I find out what that is, I really start to structure the album around it. And in this case, Evergreen was the first song I wrote for the album. And I just knew instantly. It like all unfolded before me in my imagination. <laughs> I was like, this is what it is about. And I am going to put together and, you know, write a collection of songs that explores this theme from different angles. And it's going to, I always work on the track order way before I track the album. And so mm. I, I knew what order it would be in. And, um, it took me months to decide that, but I did finally decide it. And so that I, I tend to be very concept driven and um, I find that to be the most, I need parameters or else I am I like a ship out to sea. I just can't figure out what to do. And so um, a theme and a, a concept really helps me to actually get shit done. So yeah. that's what I do. So you produce yeah. the albums as well? I do. Um, I produced Fortune Fall myself. The first time I'd ever, that's awesome. Done that. It was my first independent record, and I was trembling in my boots the first day. <laughs> but it actually went really well, and I'm very happy with how it came out. And so um, that was my first kind of foray into that. And then ever since then, I've either solely produced it, or I sometimes collaborate with people on different songs or whatever. Um, Inheritance, I had a co-producer for the whole album because I really felt in my gut that it was going to be the right combo for what I wanted to do. And I was absolutely right on with that. Um, and then this time I co I co-produced like small batches of songs with different people and produced about half of it myself with evergreen. So, um, and I tra- like I said, I engineered a lot of some of it and I'm starting to do that more and more. So it's definitely become the thing I love most about my job is actually yeah. making the songs. Yeah. That's really cool. It always fascinates me how different every artist process is like mm-hmm. I, from, from a non-artist perspective, I can't do anything like what you guys do. Uh, it, it just, it just fascinates me that people have completely different methods. We, we've talked to Derek Webb about how he 
has done his stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, it's completely different than how you do things. And it, and we, yeah. could, we could probably talk to 50 different artists and they'd all be different mm-hmm. about how they go about songwriting and, mm-hmm. and, and music yeah. and writing the music and it, it just in producing it. And, you know, you talked about yeah. doing concepts and, and some people just write straight songs and see what comes together. And I mean, it, it always just fascinates me that the creativity level that artists have, that musicians have, especially. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wish I understood it more. I feel like I could harness it better, but it's definitely, uh, I love it. I'm thankful that I have that outlet. Yeah. So on the the title track, um, Evergreen, you have the lyric, mm-hmm. Doubt Becomes Wonder. And I've, yeah. like, ever since I heard it, I've just like, man, I fucking love that line. <laughs> um, Thank you. Um, could you talk about that a little bit, about yeah. how a lot of times doubt um, can become cynicism? How do you fight that? Yeah. How do you wrestle with that? Well, the full lyric is, out past the fear, doubt becomes wonder. Mm -hmm. And to me, the answer to doubt neither becoming cynicism nor, you know, repressiveness is fear needs to be gone out of that equation. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying everybody who's cynical about God is afraid. I'm just saying I think for me, I realized that my cynicism, which definitely is a regular, it's sort of like a wart I have to keep treating. Yeah, um, we can relate. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it usually arises out of fear, not out of wholeness, because cynicism is not the mark of a whole person. It's uh, the mark of somebody who, in some de- department or other, is um, wounded and mm. frustrated and closed off to, to, you know, whatever it is. So... I I just felt that in my experience, it's like once I can really move past and understand and acknowledge and be compassionate about what I'm scared of, all of a sudden doubt doesn't feel like this big scary thing or this kind of like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Doubt isn't the rule of life either. It's not, it's not um, my compass because mm-hmm. it just is what it is. I'm just... It's just part of experiencing what it feels like to be on a rock hurtling through the universe (laughs) at millions of miles an hour, interpreting light and sound and, um, you know, our brain waves um, and particles. And it's like, I, this is just not threatening. And it's also not God, you know, it's just, an element of being somebody. And so wonder is like equally without answers, equally open to anything being true. Um, and it is devoid of cynicism. And so I, I think I've just experienced that the more I can let go of fear um, and some kind of like need for everything to be understandable, then Yeah. That's where I get my. That's where I find myself. the The last tracker, the last track on the record, um, is called uh, "Drawn to You." Mm-hmm. What is it about God that makes you still drawn to him, mm-hmm. him slash her? <laughs> it. it. Yes, God. shim. To God's um, self. <laughs> <Shim>. <laughs> um, I man, that's a, such a great question. I, uh, I'm very compelled by the idea that there is some sort of 
great uh, undoing of every sad and broken thing in this world. Now, I'm not, even in my, like, whatever version of Christianity I could be claiming to espouse at this point, I mean, I'm certainly not a Calvinist, so I don't think, like, (laughs) everything happens for a reason exactly. Um, But I, I do feel a very, like, deep draw to the idea that actually part of my mission on earth is not about getting people saved quote unquote from a future hell but about being part of the great healing of all things like the creation the uh, human race and I, I find that compelling I find it more compelling than the idea that there's just absolutely no point to all of it. You know, Um, I also find Jesus compelling because Jesus again had such a vision for what the kingdom of heaven could be like, and that could happen now, you know? And I, I find that incredibly compelling because it means justice for the poor, because it means justice for the minority, because Mm. it means inclusion, because it means um, the healing of the human heart, because it means, deliverance from slavery it means all of these things that i find compelling so how could i not be compelled by that you know and so as i as i kind of examined what was left after my just kind of burnout and crisis and deconstruction and all that i mean i just found yeah i'm I, i'm really drawn to you i'm really drawn to a person who came and um instead of uh who exhibited the sort of meekness and peace and power that you displayed i'm i'm incredibly drawn to that Hmm. Um, so let me uh, let me ask this question you hit the song wounded wounded healer which that phrase i remember reading a book by uh henry now yeah Mm -hmm. i have that on my shelf actually it's a good book for pastors yeah yeah it very much is yeah i read that early on in my youth ministry and that was pretty uh pretty powerful book for me you know Mm -hmm. People who grew up Protestant, like or evangelical or whatever, don't talk about Jesus being vulnerable. Um, hey, can you talk about Jesus a little bit as a wounded healer and what that means to you? Yeah. Um, so, one of the least machismo things I can think of about God is that God uh, put God's self, as I like to say, in a position where. Um, you know, Jesus was like being breastfed by a woman, mm-hmm. came through the birth canal, was taught the scriptures by his mother. Um, God put himself into a position of need and of instructability and teachability. And um, I find that incredibly beautiful because it shows that humility is one of God's greatest virtues. And so... Um, Another thing that I think is incredible about that is that in the story of Jesus that, you know, we're, we're told is that, you know, after he died, he was resurrected. It's one of the biggest cornerstones of Christian faith and is the resurrection because it means that death is not the end of everything. And so when Jesus rose again, Jesus still had a wounded body. And I started to really notice that kind of in more recent years in my life and say, why, why did he do that? Why was Jesus raised from the dead with a body that has wounds? And why did Jesus go to heaven and ascend with that body and still, according to what we're taught, is sitting 
with that body with its wounds still intact. Why? What is that supposed to reveal right. about God? What is that supposed to reveal about Jesus? What is that supposed to reveal about humanity? And I thought a lot of things, but one of the things that occurs to me is that uh, it baptizes our own bodies. Yeah. It actually, it actually baptizes the imperfection of the flesh and mm. sort of says, this is not merely like a skin sack that you're dragging around. <laughs> you're not, you're not uh, some disembodied mind, like dragging around, you know, a bunch of bones and skin and blood. That's like, Oh, deliver me from this body, you know? Um, and that's how I was raised. Absolutely. To be sort of very at war with my body and right. against my body. But Jesus was the ultimate, the pinnacle of embodiment. And then when his body suffered injury, he just kept it. It was like, this is not your, uh, your kryptonite. Like you think it is. I have this, I'm keeping it, you know? And, yeah. and then I also believe that just the fact that he retains the wounds that he keeps those, you know, in place. Um, it's like a display of yeah. the heart of God, a mm -hmm. display of God's affection because I truly believe at this point, at least with as much belief as I'm able to exhibit in anything, <laughs> that if the cross did anything, it wasn't that it saved us from God. I think it is the logical end, unfortunately, um, to the amount of vulnerability and affection that God was willing mm. to show in a culture where scapegoating and, you know, uh, crowd mob violence was the norm, you know? Yes. And it was too dangerous. Like, Jesus was dangerously humble and vulnerable and loving and radical. And I think that the body that he retained displays that, and it it almost confronts us without any sort of aggression. It's yeah. like a it's the calmest, most humble confrontation to our values and mores and our corruption and greed that there could be. And so, I mean, I just think it's healing just by existing. Um, it's beautiful. Yes. I, I, I really love that. I love that story. You, you mentioned earlier uh, that your dad was a Syrian oh. refugee. Um, mm -hmm. Could she, could you explain to our audience who may not be familiar with like what it feels feels like in this climate to be the daughter of a Syrian refugee, what mm -hmm. the, um, ha, ha, I don't even know what the question is. I just want you to talk about that experience. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. So what does it feel like? I, it is an incredibly devastating thing to feel okay. because what I've, what I've kind of encountered is that people, many, 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 lion's share, probably of evangelical Christians anyway, tend to be one of two things about Arabs. One is disinterested, mm -hmm. and the second is prejudiced. Mm -hmm. And so you either encounter complete and total disconnection from the very real plight of Arabs in this country and the very real plight of Arabs in many other places that are undergoing all kinds of upheaval and persecution. Yeah. Um, that includes Christian Arabs. It includes mm 
Muslim Arabs, it includes um, smaller minority groups of religious, you know, Arabs that are out there um, under basically living out the horror that comes from the grab for oil that we're involved in, that it comes from the toppling of dictatorships and our, you know, just all of this geopolitical upheaval that is going on in the Middle East. Um, It it impacts real people and those real people often end up somewhere like here and those then then they come here and encounter people who who think all kinds of crazy things about them that are not rooted in reality and i actually didn't encounter that for a real long time because my skin is so pale no one ever knew even though my last name is literally the last name of the president of syria but people <laughs> it's like they didn't notice because i wasn't i wasn't like swarthy and covered in black hair or whatever people think Arabs are, you know? And so, um, I started to, when the Syrian civil war broke out about seven years ago, all of a sudden Assad became famous here, which he hadn't been for a long time because his father was famous here in like the eighties for early nineties for other wars and just different things. But, um, this, this Assad Bashar al-Assad, he was not famous here until the civil war broke out. So all of a sudden people were aware that he existed and then they started noticing my last name and going, wait, (laughs) what the hell, you know? And I mean, I started hearing all kinds of shit and I was like, what is, what is this? Like, (laughs) I'm getting all these messages from like random fans who are like, you should change your name. This is a terrible last name to have. He's terrible. Or they're like, or they're like, tell me right now that you denounce Islam and Muhammad in the Quran. I'm like, wait, what? You know, it's just like really bizarre. And so I started to experience for the first time, really, honestly, like any measure of like prejudice or bias or even like what I would call, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if racism is the right term here, but people, okay, saying things like, you know, Arabs are inherently more violent than other groups. I'm like, uh, uh have you met America? Not. <laughs> yeah. Have you studied what we've done around here? Yeah. Like we built our whole country on like slaughtering a bunch of like indigenous people. We, it's just bizarre to me that people think this, but they do. And so it is, it's devastating because you finally forced to confront the reality of yeah. our culture and the world we live in. But honestly, I've welcomed it because I'm finally starting to really understand how to be an ally and advocate. Um, well, not an advocate for an ally, you know, in support of, the people in this country who, you know, namely indigenous and black people who have been telling this story for (laughs) since, you know, time began, since we, since we resettled here and drove a bunch of people out of their land and killed a bunch of people. It's like, this is, this is not new. Um, I'm encountering it for the first time as related to my ethnicity, but like, I just have found it instructive because I have learned that I've got to look at the world with open eyes and see what's really real. If I, especially, especially to bring it back to this idea that like Jesus and his kingdom values are important to me. If I want to be part of building that, I've got to actually know what we're working with. And so now on a very personal level, I get it. Um, You know, it's not the same as the black experience, but it opened my eyes to the Mm -hmm. black experience. I started to see, it started to see that my um, my ability to, to enter into the concepts of people like James Baldwin and Malcolm X and Martin Luther King grew in tandem with my um, experience 
of, of prejudice and bias and even racism against Arabs. And so it, it really opened my eyes to a lot of issues. I started to really see, you know, the disparities in our culture. Um, and so in a way I'm thankful because man, it really, it really gave me a dose of reality that I desperately needed. I was living in an absolute bubble in some ways. Um, but it's painful. It's painful to think that there are people out there that think thoughts about me or my father that, you know, like a lot of times people are like, yeah, but your dad was one of the good ones. You know, I'm like, oh, how, how, God. how would you have even known that? Right. You know, like, it's not, what does that even mean? Ugh. And how would you have known that by looking at him? You wouldn't, Jeez. you know, he's just an Arab like the rest of them. So like, what the hell? It was just, it's very strange. So yeah, it's hard. And, and also like, uh, it's a mixed bag, you know, I mean, it's yeah. been helpful to me. So thank you so much. For, for sharing that, for, for sharing, for yeah. coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Of course. Um, Thanks you, for having me. I'm enjoying it. Do you have time for a, a lightning round? Sure. All right. Yes, I do. You have I plenty of oxygen in your car, this. right? Should I have? <laughs> Did you at least crack the window <laughs> in the car? Or? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I got the AC going on. I'll, <laughs> right. I'll turn it up. Nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, what is your beverage of choice? Tequila. Oh, nice. nice. That's a first. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah, we don't usually get tequila. This past this podcast has not been inglorious enough. <laughs> oh, not that oh, we no. haven't drank no, tequila. No, we've had it. We've We're had just mean from. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> we had a listener from Texas send it about five different bottle, like many bottles of stuff. Oh God! Really? Oh my God! We were so pretty lit. toasted by yeah. the end of it. It got lit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, what is are you your... guys breaking bad pants? Wait, are you guys uh, breaking bad pants? I am for sure. I don't think these guys. Are okay, well, do you remember either. the tequila that comes up in both Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul trivia? Uh, oh, uh, I'm just. I I know what you're talking about. I can't think of what it's called though. Zafiro Añejo. I'm just putting it out there. Anyways, you can now. I'll let you guys get back to lighting around, but I had to throw one in there just to see. That's awesome. I, I We're gonna love, have to drink that next week. I love Better Call Saul. <laughs> it's very expensive. It's like a hundred dollars a shot. So yeah, we can. Oh jeez! Okay, well, ne- shot? good lord. Okay, well, never mind. Is it made with Qu- the blood of Christ? Quer- Quervo, it is. <laughs> Tito's oh, for eighteen dollars a bottle. Jeez, That's sweet. vodka. Like oh yeah, vodka. That I is like vodka. Tito's, right. But it's vodka. Yeah. Uh, Clear man. stuff. Yeah. Do you like Better Call Saul or um, or Breaking Bad better? It depends on whether I want to be. Um, lightly or heavily tormented. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, better call Saul on a, on a rough night. Yeah, easier. But I love them both. I'm watching Breaking Bad right now for the second time. I finally got my my nerve up to do it. Yeah. So um, it's been great actually on the second go. But, it's, yeah, it's so good and it gets better as it goes on. This is not very mm-hmm. lightningy, but <laughs> anyway, you can go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I derailed. Fa- favorite book. Anna Karenina by Jules Joy. Oh, oh, good okay. one. Last album you listened to, start to finish. Start to finish. Yeah. Oh gosh, like a new album. Any, any album it can be old. Whatever, oh, whatever the last one you finish. listened to. The last one I listened to, start to finish, was Lemonade by Beyonce. Mm, nice. uh, okay, the Queen. All right, <laughs> the Queen Bay. <laughs> queen by yourself. Um, <laughs> the favorite movie you've seen in the last year. The last year. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot of movies. In yeah, you've been year. a little busy with, with baby. kids. Um, I'll just say my most recent favorite movie because I don't remember when I saw it. Um, <laughs> Arrival was my most recent Ooh, favorite. I own movie, that actually. movie. It's very good. Good movie. That'll blow your mind. Oh, uh, it was so. It's so good. Yeah. Um, 
texting or talking? Talking. Oh, oh that might be a first. I think that, that might first. be a first. Everybody like always texting. answers texting. Um, good for you. I like that. <laughs> good for you. You won. <laughs> I do. I like that. That's refreshing. Thanks. Thank you. Do you have a favorite curse word? Curse word? Yeah, you don't have to say it if you don't want to. You're fine. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, my favorite curse word is the fuck word. Yeah. I'm sorry, everyone. No. <laughs> that's no we, need yeah. to apologize. Yeah, if you listen you to about the why? first 20 minutes so, of this podcast. It's so fricative compared to damn, yeah. which I like damn. But it's not fricative. It's not satisfying. And I, I, I feel like a lot of my fans are going to be really shocked by the fact that I just said that word several times on this podcast, <laughs> and that I said it was my favorite. But um, if if they if, if, if they made it, it this far, <laughs> if yeah. they made it past the first, you know, forty, 40 minutes, minutes, you'll be fine. Yeah. Is that why you asked this question at the end? No, <laughs> no. I'm talking about like because we we have uh, segments before you come on the on the podcast. So if they made it past that that first shit show of forty five <laughs> okay. minutes, it, it'll it. be a small miracle. Cool, cool. And shit oh, shows awesome. being pretty generous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's on a good day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I heard a awesome. new one from uh, Kevin who produces the um, airing of grief. Airing of grief. He said cluster oh, yeah. cluster cuss. <laughs> it's a real cluster yeah, cuss of a show. I like it. I um, like it. Uh, do you believe in the multiverse? Um, I am open to the multiverse. Yeah. I think I believe in it, and I'm pretty sure that it's way cooler than a universe. So yeah. I'm gonna go with yes. Favorite favorite <laughs> TV show. Favorite what? TV show. TV show. Currently, it would be uh, Queen Sugar. It's my favorite. Ooh, I've not even I'm not heard, heard of that, that before. Really? Yeah. Queen Sugar. Oh, it's amazing. It's it got a kind of interesting name, but it's actually it's a drama about a sugarcane plantation owning family in Louisiana, and uh, it is excellent, excellent television. Wait, what channel is really, that on? Really good. Uh I want to say AMC, but I can't remember okay, where it right. airs. I watch it on Hulu because I don't have cable. You're the so. first one that has ever mentioned a show that Michael has never heard yes, of. I that, is a, that is guaranteed a first. He watches yeah. literally everything. I don't, I don't watch everything. I watch a lot, <laughs> uh, but I've heard of just about everything. Because A, Ava DuVernay is the writer, producer. Okay, I do know her. And every okay. episode is directed by women, which is not why I watch it, but that's cool. That is and cool. then cool. she also executive, I think, produces a show that I love. That's not my favorite, but it's like one of my. It's more of a guilty pleasure show called Greenleaf. Have you heard of that? I have heard of that. Yeah. That one is not as maybe like street cred of a TV show to like, but Oprah's <laughs> on it, so I don't really care. Ninety-five so, percent yeah. of what Michael watches isn't street cred, so <laughs> you're fine. Okay. It's, uh, she, she didn't she produce uh, Wrinkle in Time. Yeah. Or directed it, maybe. She directed it. Yeah. yeah. I Oprah am, executive produced it. I have not but, seen yeah. it yet, but I'm reading the book in preparation. Oh, for, such a good book. Yep. The Quintet. The Quintet. It's a great quintet of books. Oh, I've got Read the, the box whole set. thing if you can. Oh, my gosh. Do you know I Oprah? We'd like to get her on the podcast. Yeah. Do you have any connections uh, with Oprah? <laughs> um, just, what? I don't think so. <laughs> it's fine. Sorry. Uh, invisibility or super strength? Invisibility. Because okay. I like to talk until I don't. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Totally get that. <laughs> yeah. 
Also, yeah. burglars. I mean, burglars. The best way to get a burglar is probably invisibility because you can. You can do it in a more like satisfying way when they don't see you coming. It's like oh, I, I thought you were funny. saying that you were going to be the burglar. <laughs> no, <laughs> it would be so much well, it's easier. Also, a valid answer. Yeah, if yeah, that's the case, we have follow up. We have follow up questions. Want them to look like an idiot on my way out. So <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, oh, one last bonus question. Uh, how do you like your coffee? Well. You must know. I must. I, I must know. He must. He worked. He used, he used like, to be a Starbucks. He's a coffee man. Well, we so all yeah. we all fix coffee equipment for a living. That's what we yes. do. So. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, I got some stuff you could come Um, I I like to make a cup of uh, just kind of at least reasonably decent coffee at home, and then I take half and half and i put it in my milk frother yes and i do sort of a brevet kind of situation yep um and that's my favorite way to that have sounds it. nice yeah. so like mm-hmm. is it half half brevet milk and half coffee or what's the ratio here <laughs> well i do about michael's taking notes and, half and, half, and i put it in the frother and, and then i froth it and then i pour it all into my um into my cup so i don't nice. totally know how that works out That's but fine. i don't know what it, a brevet latte would be like but yeah it's an it's a nice it's a nice balance so awesome is there a specific kind of coffee you like um i like our local crema crema is a place. i've had crema it's good it's actually for him yeah sorry um sorry postmates lady just walked up to my window oh, i was nice. like hi <laughs> um so hi, she's like, what are you doing there so anyway, I uh, yeah, I like Crema, and I like uh, if I'm gonna buy like a more known brand or national brand, I guess I would probably go for some Kicking Horse because that's what they have on Amazon. No, oh, I've had that. Yeah, it's so, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. I don't mind it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good. Nice. All right, where can people find you online? Uh, AudreySad.com and Twitter.com backslash AudreySad. I'm on Facebook and Instagram, and that's probably about it i'm not on linkedin sorry everybody um, <laughs> i'm on linkedin so if you'd like to uh, <laughs> don't you dare invite me i'm so no no you're fine um yeah so that's that's all the places i hang out i'm on twitter the most i think it's probably the most authentic representation of my voice as a person so yeah. if that's what's interesting to your audience then that would be where to go awesome well thank you so much for coming on the podcast yes, thank you this was awesome Yep. Thank You're you. welcome. I had a good time. Thank you, guys. Thanks. That was Audrey Assad. You're listening <laughs> to P-Love. <laughs> oh, shit. Hold on. Wait. Did you not do it? I forgot the button. Hold on. <laughs> Here we go. You're li- <laughs> You're- Here it is. Let's go. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> what the hell Take are you three. doing? <laughs> Leaving it all in. <laughs> You're leaving all that in. Oh, yeah. Boy. We're a professional podcast. Man, you guys don't edit your podcast? No, why would we? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to have this up tonight. <laughs> yeah. Feedback. Wiki, wiki, wiki. Thank you, Audrey. That was awesome, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for being a friend. Oh, gosh. Go ahead. What do we got? Uh, nothing. Not a damn one, Michael. So, I am so sad right now that we don't have a 
uh, review at all. That is sad. Give me for my butthole. Oh my gosh. I was going to play this, but. All right. So leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Write some words. So we can read them. Write the words. Five so, stars. So we can drunkenly, thing sucks. Yeah, exactly. So we can drunkenly <laughs> slur them and then drag you for 10 minutes. Yes. <laughs> I can't imagine why nobody, nobody wants to review know, right? this. Yeah. Come on, guys. You can do it. Leave a review. I'm very excited right <laughs> now. You guys are a bunch of assholes. Mother. <laughs> oh, God. Stop. Jeez. Feedback. Feedback. Hey, Brad, what do you got for feedback? Number Whoa. 10. Laurel. <laughs> okay, after like. Tw- all right, all right, all right. Okay, number Coming to number ten. Number ten. Patrick got at Patrick underscore got. He got got. Okay. At past podcast. Yeah, he, did, he did. He did music in the pub. Pub crawl. I think that was Patrick got. Yeah, Patrick got. No, that wasn't. Yeah. Is it, that the same? Yeah, it's the same Patrick. It, lo- Patrick Roberts. Name. Yeah. His Robert. Last name is Robert got. There's only one of Patrick him. Patrick Robert got is his name. Oh. I don't, what? I don't. I don't know I'm why confused. he. Did. That's the same okay. guy. All Just right. trust me. Neat. All right. Uh, at <laughs> Pastors Podcast, <laughs> Dorothy Day said, "I love God as much as I love the person I love mm. the least." Also, if God is love, maybe that love is the image we are made in. Mm. Hashtag the own and lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great quote from Dorothy yeah. Day. It's my lifestyle brand. Hashtag Michael the musical. Number Pulling out. <laughs> number nine, Kylie Justine at Kylie Justine. Hi, Kylie. Thanks for all your feedback. Really <sighs> appreciate it. Number nine, at Pastor's Podcast. I'm going to start, start duct taping his mouth during <laughs> feedback. Given the SCOTUS ruling on the cake shop case, the timing of an episode on Christian love couldn't be better. I am hurt and exhausted right now, and I'm mm. fucking tired of justifying myself, and I'm really thankful that you guys are having these conversations. Awesome. Thank you're you. Notice that you didn't use the hashtag though, Justine. <laughs> Kylie Justine. Uh, number. You, you don't want to live that own lifestyle. <laughs> number eight, Nathan Miller West at Namway Design. At Pastors Podcast, this was a hashtag top ten episode for me. Not sure why you hashtag awesome. that. But Thanks, man. I looked like a crazy person laughing my head off in my car the entire first sixty minutes. Somehow you guys pulled it together enough to have an amazing foofy too. Who knew? Hashtag love is a verb. Hashtag the own and lifestyle. Hashtag team Matt. Hashtag Michael the fucking musical. A man. Love you, Nathan. Yeah. Love is a verb. His daughter's adorable, but yeah. Did he say is. team Matt? Is that yeah. what? Nathan fucking Miller West. God damn. <laughs> By the man. way, a lot of the the. the the whole team Matt, team Michael, team Brad thing was a little skewed because people voted for all three of us. Doesn't yeah. really count. Well, Billy Patterson voted for me first. Yeah, I'm not doing this. And We're not doing on. this. Billy, Stop. God damn it. Number seven. The sassy. He gen- voted for you later, but it happened. Number seven. The sassy ginge at Stacy O-C-O-E. No. A showy. Is it a showy? I think it's a showy. She said you pronounced it right one time. Oh, all right. I think it's a showy. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. At Pastors Podcast. Jeez, fucking Canadian. awesome episode, boys. Hashtag come come full imper come full imperfect circle jerk. What? Come for imperfect. It says full though. All right. Hashtag uh hashtag hashtag mashup. Hashtag watching members grow. Hashtag phrasing. Hashtag the Sarah Huckabee Sanders of diets. Hashtag <laughs> the time Matt and Brad almost broke up. Hashtag woke Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Good old look, man. <laughs> I think she might be on Team Matt, too. Uh, who gives yeah. a fuck? I God. do. 
Of course you do. You tie your entire self-esteem to this podcast. Number six, Shane Lancaster. <laughs> well, I got tied to something. Bird! <laughs> At Inglorious Turd. Uh, Why did he change his name? Who did? Shane Lancaster. Oh, hey, Shane. Inglorious Turd. At Pastors Podcast, I'm looking for a way to explain O because you know when I'm flowing like a bottle of Drano. <laughs> Simple and plain, L O V E ain't all that junk that you see on TV. <laughs> hashtag Michael the Musical. Hashtag fuck puppers. Hashtag the own and lifestyle. Oh, she, I uh, forgot about the Pastors mu- Musical stuff. I should have put that in the, this week on. My, my neighbor has a new pupper. I don't care. Adorable. Number five, adorable Matt, you, you yeah, hit Matt, it right on the head. I know I did. Matt's Within gonna, two weeks, I mean, fuck this dog. It'll be yeah, barking and howling. It hasn't. It hasn't been. <laughs> it, ate my, it ate my shoe. <laughs> Number five. Shit in my yard. God damn it. <laughs> I'm going to shit in your yard. Yeah, no, that's what I'm going to do one of these times. I'm going to come around and I'll shit in your fucking I've yard. I've got four dogs. There's plenty of shit in my yard. <laughs> that's great. But not human all, shit. It brings all shit on your Can we stop, porch. please? Boys to the yard. <sighs> and they're like... What? Go ahead. Everyone has AIDS. <laughs> AIDS, AIDS, AIDS. Number five, David Sluss. David, David Sluss. Dave the Explorer. Hey, Sauron the Queen. I've been to at Polly Nave Matt's house. Why didn't you tell us we were supposed to throw up there? Hashtag chumming my downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 120 of Pastor's Podcast was great. Love. Love how Weekly Trainwreck always gets back on the rails for the Foofy segment. Yeah. We do Hashtag we the own and lifestyle. We're professional podcasters. We All are, right. we the are best, that. The best part of, We're professional the, something. The best part of Becky barfing my downstairs Ugh. bathroom was I was sitting on the couch. She was sitting at my kitchen table drinking water and just kind of got up. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? She walked in there. <laughs> I am I so like, wrong. Well, time to go to bed. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. She had a she had a little bit to drink that night. Just, yeah, just a little bit. And, and some, some calamari. And some clams. Yeah, yeah, some calamari. Some yeah. squid. Yeah. Uh, squid. Who eats squid? Number I do. four. It's good. Calamari. Nope. It's good. Number four. Casey at the German Wonder Kid. Uh, Ach, Casey. Yeah. At Pastors Podcast. Inter- I think that's a YouTube reference. I'm not sure. It is. Interviews are great, but the best episodes are the ones with you, just you guys talking out deep shit. Thank you. This week was one of those. Hashtag uh, we, haven't, own, we haven't done ha- a lot of those. Hashtag the own and lifestyle. Got another one coming up soon. Do we? Two Number weeks. three, Ryan M at Pop Pop in the Attic at Patches Podcast. Pop, 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 dirty pop. Been about hashtag the own and lifestyle since I was a 12 year old youth group kid <laughs> just waiting to steal the Sears underwear ads from my dad's <laughs> Sunday paper. Killing them kittens. <laughs> hashtag spilled seed. Hashtag math, not meth. JC Penny's catalog all day long. Oh boy. <laughs> it didn't really take much as a teenager. <laughs> it didn't. It was a pretty, pretty active imagination. Number two, Melissa Ryan. Oh god, there's lace. Jesus. Hey Brad, can you feel it? Dude, it's 9.30. Can we get this done so we can go home? For shit's sake. You got to bring forth the rhythm and the rhyme. God. All right. <laughs> As he uses the sound <laughs> 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 The laugh track is the worst. That is really bad. That's awful. God, and it just goes forever. 
Number two, Melissa Ryan at Mel the Warrior at Pastors Podcast. New tagline, Inglorious Pastors Podcast, another irrelevant hill to die on. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Michael the Musical. Hashtag the Onan Lifestyle. You're listening to the Irrelevant Podcast. <laughs> we should have called ourselves the Irrelevant Pastors. Yeah. Uh, number one. Laurel. <laughs> I wasn't even ready, but I was, I was like, waiting. Oh, here, here. Number one, putting on the fits at J Fitz four three two at Pastors Podcast. Putting on the fits. I heard Chris Tomlin's America. Fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> topped the charts for one week, but was knocked out of contention by Hillsong United's Chocolate Salty Balls. <laughs> <laughs> Both, however, lost to the hit song Garage Door Dogs from Hashtag Michael the Musical. You're hashtag welcome. the Odin Life. Well done. <laughs> Garage Door Dogs. So, America, fuck yeah. I do have, I do have to set something straight. So I didn't throw the dogs into the garage door. I, I threw the dogs into a wall. The dog into a wall. The oh, well, that makes and, it so much and better. And I threatened to throw the coyotes against the garage door. So we assume that's how you just bash I'm, them. I'm just so glad you cleared that up for I just us, wanna, you canine I just be, murderer. I just want to be clear that the dog Re- was against the wall. Really absolved yourself there, buddy. Another hill to die on. Good here. work. Yes, you're welcome. You're welcome, Mel the Warrior. Hills to die on. No, it was Jason Fitz. No, she said something about an, oh, murdering dogs. Hell to die on. Oh, man. All right. Well, let's just end this thing. Let's do hashtags. All right. Oh, we saw have done that. <laughs> we got Jeez. more podcasts than you've got. God, I'm so tired. Now it's time to decide our hashtag. Hey, where's the name? Why? Because I felt like Why? it. Why? Time to make the donuts. Uh who wants to go first hashtag screw pine <laughs> hashtag looks like white jesus don't get a splinter <laughs> when you're screwing pine hashtag ancient chinese secret huh <laughs> that's nice michael won't get that because it's a mike myers movie yeah yeah I, mike myers sucks <sighs> go ahead, i'm not Max. doing this with you no we're not doing hashtag this galaxy grabber to pull the shit out Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Wow. Nope. Hashtag Kenny's brother. <laughs> Warren <Warg> G. G. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's really nice. Hashtag St. Ham's. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Hashtag not a gun, just a hammer. <laughs> Hashtag, can you pass the jubes? <laughs> that sounds way dirty. What is? Can we do off-puttingly fibrous? <laughs> Man, they were bad. Yeah. Same. Uh, hashtag, hi, Iggy. <laughs> nice. Hashtag, it's time for your religious volume. <laughs> uh, hashtag, no one is signing purity pledges. <laughs> Nice. Uh, okay. Hashtag Macho Man. Macho, macho, macho man. man. Hashtag Stop Saying Fibrous. <laughs> Hashtag Lenny's going to drink the bag. 
if that was one of us, I would use that. that. That's my 15-year-old where I use that. (laughs) Even though somebody's totally going to use it. Probably, yeah. Hashtag practically health food. (laughs) Anything I eat. Hashtag Snoop Dodd. (laughs) Snoop Dodd. Dodd. The Dodd. It's the D-O-double-D. All right. God, I don't know what this I was is, reading. This is my personal favorite. Uh, hashtag the patron saint of charcuterie. <laughs> no one can spell that. Yeah, we'll spell but it for him. That's, that's a, pretty damn good. For better, I've, I've never heard that word before. You've never heard the word charcuterie? I don't think I have. Right. A better call Saul word they use a lot is chicanery. That's not the same. I've heard chicanery. 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 <laughs> Chicanery, chicoonery. It feels like it involves vaginas. It doesn't. It involves different meat parts uh, pressed into sausage form. Hashtag. Cooter. Hashtag 10 of that was Kenny Chesney. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Hashtag religious Valium. And uh, hashtag an even bester life. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, too. <laughs> All right, Michael, we got. <laughs> I just get into the last minute. Oh, God. Um, <sighs> hashtag mine's way too thick. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Polly original. Um, Boy. What was it from? <laughs> Who knows? You Does it talking- matter? You, it, it's a dick joke, I'm sure. It's a dick joke, but you didn't mean that's a dick joke. Um, God. I mean, it's not it's not entirely incorrect, but uh, uh, hashtag like definitely not entirely correct either. <laughs> Stop, potato, potato, potato. Hashtag like pubes, but juicier. Oh, Jukes. Oh, oh, nope. Oh my <laughs> nope. God, boy, that's Brad's golden line. <laughs> Jesus, uh, matcha matcha man. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, Brad's golden line, uh, Brad can't swallow. <laughs> that's great. That's <laughs> uh, hashtag. You know it's a good Michael original when he makes himself laugh. I know. Uh, hashtag shrunken head Jesus. Um, I gotta get ready for this one. <laughs> hashtag. I came in like a airplane napkin. <laughs> I came in an airplane napkin. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that's pretty bad. Oh god. Oh, those smile muscles hurt. Oh boy. Moving on. Uh, I've got hey Iggy. And hashtag even bester life. Oh man. Oh, well, we're not doing the uh, airplane napkin. 
I like the. I like the. I like the. Just airplane napkin. No, because that story is fucking awful. No. And that not, guy no. needs to be in prison. Yeah. That guy should be in prison. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like. I like the patron saint of charcuterie. <laughs> that's such a difficult that's, word to spell. That's so good though. It's really not. When did we ever use the word charcuterie? C H A R C U T E R I E. But spell charcuterie. C O O T. No. When I. <laughs> E R. That a boy. There it is. God. <laughs> uh, not even Bester Life or Hey Iggy. I really like the patron yeah, saint of charcuterie. I do. Okay. We're never going to use that wow. word again. How many? How often are we going to use the word charcuterie? And uh, spell it again one last time <laughs> for those in the back. C H A R. C-U-T-E-R-I-E, charcuterie. All right, so if you're listening to this episode in its entirety, hit us up on social media with the hashtag, hashtag patron sate of charcuterie. <laughs> wow. Uh, we are um, on Twitter, at Pastors Podcast. Oh, I'm not on Twitter. At Polly Name Brad. You can at Polly Name Matt. He'll look at it eventually. Yeah, you will. Got a rage boner and he wants to itch it. Uh, I'm at MJ Basinger. Um, Facebook.com slash Pastors Podcast. GloriousPastors.com. JizzMuzzle.com. And Glorious Pastors on Instagram. Closing time. It's a thing, people. Look it up. It is. Uh, Subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. We'll read your review right here as long as it's five star. Fuck the one stars. Get out of it. Fuck anything less than a five star. I don't give a shit. Uh, check out our website ingloriouspastors.com support for this podcast comes from listeners like you support us on Patreon to join the Pastors Pub get access to our spinoff podcast Pastors Community Church Hymns of Reconstruction Turd Talk Pub Crawl Special Music the airing of Dick Pounder's Grief <laughs> bias around <laughs> and even help shape the content of this really show. really proud of that yep. uh, uh. patreon.com slash pastors podcast if you want to get in the pub yeah all right, let's go. I came in like an airplane <laughs> napkin. God, so bad. Check out our, yeah, check out Twisted Sisters. might be one of the most awkward segments in Michael history on this what? podcast. Whatever the hell that was. And there's been many. There's been many awkward Making segments. Making eye contact with somebody. While we're, yeah. Where we just yeah, Whatever him. that was, that rant that you went on. You're welcome. God. Leaving it in. Check out Twisted Sisters. We're talking about awkward eye contact. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. They're lovely human beings. I love them. Love them so much. I love the Twisted Sisters. They're so great. Speaking of awkward, God. Yeah. Just a mess. Who, him? Yes. yes. He is a This mess. is the end of the podcast. Yeah. That's just, that's just great. <laughs>